ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined tonight by... I'm going to pick one instead of making you guys fight. I'm joined by Jason. Say hi. That's me. Say hi. Hi. And Mark. Hi. There she blows. It's a right whale. Mark, who was was playing us sea shanties to try to get me to put the show live. So you guys can all thank Mark. And it it didn't work. I had to actually resort to the EDM mix of Wagon Wheel, which is about as scary as it sounds. I still couldn't really hear that. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't. I I totally heard it. It was just as terrible as you said it was. Don't play it again. Oh, no, I'm going to find a link for people. Let's see. I will find it. Now it's a mission. This is like this is like uh, a form of ransomware making you li- listen to bad music to try to try and make you go live. Isn't it though? Isn't it though? So uh, have you guys heard news about some kind of cyber threat in the U.S. from Russia and like people putting gasoline in grocery bags? Oh hell yeah! It's totally a real thing, right? Awesome sauce. Right. So. In case you guys couldn't guess, uh, we're going to talk today about ransomware, and that's totally not a topical thing because it's like a really big deal at the moment in the U.S. Can I? Can I just just one quick side note? Sure. Um, don't put gasoline in garbage bags and and like you know Walmart bags and stuff. That's dangerous, you moron. I thought uh, I thought it was grocery bags, not garbage bags. Bags, bags in general. I also like, gasoline should not go in bags. I also think right. it's they make gas containers. They make gas, for gas. gas. Well, obviously, if there's a gas shortage, you can't just go get a gas container, can you? But there, yeah, uh, I, 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 also, don't, by the way, gas, gas goes bad over time. So yes, you know, have have fun hoarding all that so gasoline. The the first thing I want to say, well, yeah, I mean, gas will 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 stay in a container for a long time, but it's the octane goes down and down and down the older it gets, which is why things like uh, stable exist. So if you're going to hoard gas, get also hoard don't. stable, gas stabilizer. Just, just don't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be hoarding the gas because it's really not, not smart. Anyway, um, the thing with the grocery bags full of gas, anybody with like longer than a six-minute memory span can remember that exact same meme going around about a year and a half ago at the beginning of COVID. So I don't think, I mean, maybe there's somebody putting gasoline in bags, but they did it also back then. So I don't know why it's a big deal now. Oh, I honestly, that's the first time I've ever <laughs> seen that. I, so if it, if it happened prior to that, and that's not a, a real thing that just happened like last week, then now, oops. I'm not saying but it's imp- still don't do it. I'm not saying it's impossible <laughs> that people are doing it now because they saw it then and thought it was a great idea. <laughs> I mean, now you, you, the, the grocery bags hold my groceries. Why wouldn't they hold gasoline? Right. Because, uh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, um, I put a couple news articles in the show notes in case you guys uh, aren't familiar with what's going on at the moment, even though it's all over the media and it's all over news, it's all over social media, it's all over pretty much everything, um, about, it's apparently, uh, what was it, Colonial Pipelines, right? That's the name Colonial of the Pipeline. Colonial Pipeline. Yep. Uh, which, which is not, from what I understand, is not the name of the pipeline, which is what I thought it was. It's the name of the company that operates the pipeline. Right. Because that's not confusing. Um, they were apparently attacked, or I guess attacked is the right word, 
they somehow got ransomware into their systems. Now, from what I can understand, the so I heard some initial reports that said that ransomware got in through something like their email system, and those systems, no. those systems, no having been ransomwared, somehow got into the control systems for the pipeline. Now, thinking about what I know about control systems of things, that seems unlikely. Anybody want to comment? Okay. There? Well, okay. So the I can actually answer this based on the various different figures that I follow who I would okay. trust to give me the right yeah, information. Yeah, so what I did I've before no, the show I've done is no research I, on the actual technical details. I tried so to find to like a write-up, but unfortunately I didn't start doing that till this morning. And then, you know, I had to also work. So I didn't get a chance to really find the details. So if, so if you have details, then please share. Yeah. So, okay. So first of all, the pipeline, it's, so, so yes, they got their ransomware. The ransomware did not hit the SCADA systems. It did not affect the pipeline directly. Right. There was, there was never a breach of the systems that control colonial pipeline. Right. Um, there's, there's, that's, you know, it, the ransomware actually did not cause the did not directly cause the pipeline to be shut down. Right. Um, Which is where I was what going has actually, next. Yeah. What has actually come out today is that the pipeline was shut down by Colonial Pipeline on purpose. Right. Because they didn't know how they were going to charge the people who were getting feeds from the pipeline is because that the their reason? software was all locked. Yes. Oh. I can believe that See, totally. The the information I saw was that they shut down the pipeline in order to uh, basically prevent further damage. I guess that further damage is they can't bill people. Yeah, now, damage to their bottom right. line. <laughs> yeah, Screw I don't... everybody who now is paying more for gas because of the opportunistic price raising. Right. Right, right. Yeah, well, hey, it's win-win. Um, I don't know how Colonial's system is set up, right? Uh, specifically, that said, uh, most, uh, most, a lot of these systems that are SCADA systems are they're they're effectively air gapped. Um, yeah, so I... so ransomware couldn't get. I mean, the, the, there's almost nothing on them theoretically. I was going to say so even anyway, like... but. From my perspective, even if your your control system is plugged directly into the Windows PC you're checking email on, uh, it would have to be a pretty targeted ransomware to directly impact the control system for the pipeline. Yeah, ransomware. But that's not a x86 Windows box. Right. So so ransomware <laughs> in general doesn't. It, it's not like ransomware gets into your machine and then just you know encrypts everything on the box. That's that's not necessarily how this works a right. lot of them are targeted to encrypt certain parts of the system because if they encrypt the entire box right you don't have an os anymore right and Which means they can't newer os is right newer os's will basically block that anyway because you you know you're trying to erase the operating system underneath the operating system and, and it's just going to say like no you can't do that yeah nope. um even so, even windows and, and, prevents that right <laughs> and even more so even more so if you block if you erase the OS, you, you're you're sort of taking down all of that infrastructure that's sitting there for you to exfiltrate all that data. Yeah. Now you have to your ransomware will have to 
run network drivers and you know kernels and and all you know yeah right why if all that's got an os there already, just use it why why reinvent right. the wheel so so when ransomware keep, you'll have to keep your your ransomware os security right. patched and up to date and you know that's just nobody yeah. wants that overhead right so so typically what a, what a ransomware will do is um and I, I i don't know how they're built exactly but they they don't they they avoid specifically um, directories that are part of the operating system. Now, whether that means that they rant, that they just encrypt everything else. Um, honestly, if I was writing it, that's probably how I would go. Um, or if they're, you know, specifically targeting, you know, things that are documents and user directories. Um, but given that ransomware often jumps to shared drives as well mm -hmm. and takes those over, I'm guessing the whitelist is more on the OS side than anything. So it's probably like, yeah, don't touch the windows and the system directories and, and don't touch the program files, does that, but uh, everything else is game. Have fun. Does that mean that I should just put all of my sensitive data inside of C windows? Yes. Then it's all safe. Solved. <laughs> We're done. Show's over guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that was, that was, you know, apparently uh, this was reported on May 6th. Um, whether or not it's it started earlier, I don't know, but that's that's when it was reported. Right. Uh, so they they stole like a hundred gig a hundred gig of data, um, locked the machines down, and started demanding payment. A hundred gig uh, sounds like nothing. It yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I it guess it it like really depends so on what the hundred gig have, is, right? I have more uh, I have more ROMs than that on my <laughs> yeah. emulator. Um, and then they. And this is this is a little bit murky, but allegedly they did pay five million dollars in ransom fees to get the uh, decryption keys. Did they? Um, okay. The reports yeah, that I read the... had kept saying they weren't going to pay. Yeah, and that they paid it on May seventh, so it was the next day. Um, so according to we're totally Bloomberg, not going to they... pay unless you notice right. that we paid, and then we're going right. to admit to pay exactly. So um, they they shut down the they they shut everything down and and you know took care of of, Listen, of if, paying the ransom. If anyone deserves to pay the penance <clears throat> for ransomware, it's oil. <laughs> if right. you ask me, <laughs> they're not going to really pay though, because like I said, they they stopped shipping the fuel. They've now jacked the price up, so they're probably gonna they're probably just gonna charge extra to cover the cost. Yeah, that five million is that's that's pocket change. They're going to make five million more just in you know the, the amount of money that they're making now, and when the pipeline wasn't even running, you know they sold out gas all over the place. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it appears that basically all the time between Thursday and last Thursday and today uh, has been spent uh, people jumping up and down and blah 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 and you know, all sorts of crap about what's going on left right and sideways in the meantime they have been in the background trying to restore the systems um yeah according to it's not in this write-up but this was uh online what i saw today um they had paid that five million to get the decryption key uh and then ended up restoring from backups because turns out the decryption routines inside of whatever ransomware this is is super duper slow and nice. they they you know they opted to go from backups it's now meant to encrypt fast not decrypt fast <clears throat> right um that 
is being there, questioned. I don't know that that's a, an official thing yet. And, and the report is being questioned because the advice of every single um, security person that I've ever met is those machines are now compromised, nuke them from orbit and start over. Yeah. So you, you should have been restoring from backups to begin with. Stop. You know, you shouldn't be paying to, to decrypt things because yeah, I mean, you don't know what's on there now. I don't know what kind of evidence we have that they paid. Like, did they admit to paying? Uh, Well, let's see. Um, do, do, do. So the report came out today from Bloomberg that I can't see because there's a goddamn paywall. paywall. I love paywalls. Uh, so, I mean, everything I, I read earlier one. today was that they were not going to pay and that they were restoring from backup. But, you know, that's only like two articles that I found about the about it and one of which is included in the the notes here from the show um but my goal for tonight's show was basically to surround a conversation about ransomware with this particular incident right so right so we yeah like we've talked about what do you do yeah we've talked about ran ransomware in the past right and uh, I, I think it's just worth sort of reiterating since it's on everybody's mind at the moment so mark you were asking what do you do like, what do you do, what, to, pre to prevent it? Well, so you prevent it by, by, I would assume you prevent it by doing the same steps that if you're not a moron, you've been doing all along. You do your due diligence on, on setting up your machines as securely as possible. If it's your personal machine, you, you understand that Amazon and Apple are not constantly locking your account and clicking on that button to, to unlock your account in the misspelled emails, a bad idea. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, two factor authentication across the board. I, I love my middle daughter because she was telling me a story a few weeks ago about how she was setting up a new account. And she's like, dad, I remember you told me always use two factor authentication. So she did, you know, Good. so that your passwords and stuff can't be compromised as easily. Right. Uh, so you're, so, you know, take the steps so that hopefully you're in the situation if you do get, if you do end up with ransomware landing on your system, I was actually thinking about that a little yesterday. Um, I have a fair amount of stuff that is backed up either. Well, some of the stuff is two stage backup. Like it backs up to my NAS and the net and the critical stuff I sync up to, up to the cloud. So it's a two-step backup. So if, if right. something were to become compromised, I've got multiple layers of recovery. Right. But, you know, I guess I come from the old school of you don't negotiate with terrorists. So if, if my machine was encrypted, I would curse, and then I would nuke it and rebuild it. But, you know, so what do the, you... Yeah, the first, that's my take. The first step in surviving a ransomware uh, issue is to not get ransomware, right? So some of the stuff that you mentioned is absolutely viable, right? Be careful what you click on. Generally, ransomware is sort of like an old school virus. You end up with an executable of some sort, you run it on your machine, it encrypts your data. Now, obviously, it's that's not always just as straightforward as you downloaded a creepy attachment from an email and you ran it like a moron. Uh, you know, there could be things that are running Automatically in certain ways, there's lots of ways for people to make that stuff happen. Um, there used to be a utility made by Cyber Reason that uh, was meant to detect 
a encryption task running on your machine, right? Um, hmm. I've tried to look for that recently, and it seems like they don't offer it. It used to be a free tool. You could download it. You could install it on your machine. <laughs> You're a tool. It does not appear to be free anymore. Um, I think they still offer the product, but it's not free. So if anybody watching or listening has a suggestion for another tool that does that for free, that would be a great thing that we can share with our... What, uh, what OS? Uh, well, so that was specifically for Windows, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Mac or Linux for that matter. Uh, actually, I do know about Mac. Uh, there's a guy by the name of uh, uh, Patrick Wardle who writes a ton of free Mac utilities um, under a Patreon, which is really kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, anyway, he has a tool called Block Block. Block um, Block. Okay. Yep. And basically what it does is whenever something... So it has a, it has a big uh, allow list of, of known... Um, known good binaries and it uses code signing and all sorts of stuff to, to figure that out. Um, but it, it, if something tries to access data on your drive and it is not in that allow list, it pops up a note kind of like an antivirus does and says, Hey, this thing's trying to do something to this file. You're going to let that happen. And yeah. you can tell it to, you know, you, you have a choice, you know, like, That's... yeah, go ahead forever go ahead just for this time etc that's pretty much what ransom free did um i yep. i managed to still have a, a copy of the installer but at this point it's ancient right so i don't know if it's really any good anymore or not but the theory is sound what it does is it runs in the background it has a bunch of like canary files all over the place in places where you would traditionally see ransomware encrypting your data like your users your documents um, your D drive, right? If you have a, a separate drive where you might be storing data, it puts these little files everywhere. And if and it, it sorts them, it puts them in there so that they would end up at the top or bottom of the list alphabetically. Now, if a ransomware were to start in the middle of the, middle of the list, obviously that could get around that. Uh, if it were to somehow find a way to detect these files, it would also get around that. But basically, if it sees one of those things get hit, whether it's deleted or touched or whatever, because nothing should be touching them, it sends you an alert and it stops that process from running until you say yes or no, right? So, you know, it's a valid approach, I think. Uh, there may be better, more sophisticated ways to detect encryption algorithms or something. I don't know. But I thought it was a nice tool and it's kind of a shame they don't offer it for free anymore. But I get it. Uh, they're in the uh, they're in the business of making money, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Xfence was another one that was out there for, for Mac that did this. Yeah. Uh, which also used to be free, um, but F-Secure gobbled that up and it has been in their beta products for, I don't know, two or three years now. I run them and, it, you know, it, it works great and it's it's probably the first, it, technically it's an antivirus, I think, yeah, as well. Um, and it's the first one that I've run that hasn't slowed my computer to a crawl. Man, F-Secure has um, been around forever. They've been around as long as Norton. I remember yeah, them from back yeah, in like I, the nineties. Norton may be older, but but not by much. At this it, at least at the current scale, right? <laughs> I I I resisted for a while. I because I, I just all I wanted was X-Fence. I don't want the antivirus crap because I don't I don't think I need it. Yeah. Um uh what I do with my machine between X Fence and uh Little Snitch, that basically is an antivirus. You're on a Mac. There's um, no viruses on Mac. Yeah, there are. Uh but um <laughs> You know, since they wrapped it into this new product and, and they're not supporting the old beta anymore, I, I, I sort of succumbed to, to jumping over. And it, it's been working really well, so I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, I wish I, they would release it. I um, <laughs> would be nice. On, on my Windows machine, I've just decided to hopefully depend on Windows Defender 
which there are several security professionals which say Windows Defender is as good as any other antivirus. Um, and there it is. Yes, right? better, better. Yeah, I don't know. I would argue. I would argue it's much better because it's it's basically zero hit. Okay. So I don't know if if it also protects against ransomware. If anybody knows that, please let me know. But um, I'm that I'm not sure. I'm of. curious at this point if it does not or sure not. Of. But uh, yeah, so those are some options to protect your Windows or Mac or yeah Mac machines. I, whenever I say Mac machines, I just think of the uh, automated teller machines. Anyway, Mac uh, laptops or desktops. Those run Windows. Yeah, right. And do they get ransomware? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, so the the one thing that I will I will, uh, and I know this goes back to uh, the original beginning of this whole rant. Uh, the one thing I'll push back on a little bit is is that. Anybody can get, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're doing all the right things. Um, it is entirely possible to get ransomware. Oh yeah. No one's immune. Um, no, yeah, no one's immune. Yeah. Uh, if, 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 if somebody is targeting you, um, not anybody can do it, but if somebody is targeting you, uh, and they are skilled at all, they will eventually get through. Yeah. You, you, you will not stop them. They will eventually get through. Yeah. I mean, especially if so, you're a large enough organization that has a number of employees, yeah. right? All it takes is one employee to mess up. And I shouldn't even takes say is, mess up. Yeah. All it takes exactly. is for one employee to be convinced by the attacker. That doesn't right. necessarily mean they've done anything right. wrong. It just means that they fell for it. Uh it doesn't mean that they're any you know less of a person than everybody else. And because these people and it are skilled at social engineering. Like if it's a really right. directed attack. They're going to find that person that just is trying to help or trying to do their job or trying to do what they think is right. And then they end up costing the company a ridiculous amount of money. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a specific employee that has clicked on something because zero days happen. Mm -hmm. They oh, happen yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there one uh, two, three years ago that was propagating like in the old worm days? Remember how like you'd have a Windows machine and all it would do is uh, spread viruses? What was that sure. called again? Petya, not Petya. Not Petya. Well, not Petya was a uh, yeah, but that was that was that was ended up being that ransomware your stuff that was I, using I the blue a, the blue that was a sif whatever that was a sifs propagated yeah. worm. That yes, was, yeah, ransomware that is relatively new though, right? Um, uh, last five years or so, yeah. relatively speaking, because it used I to be can, there'd be viruses that would just do damage. I can recall ransomware. From maybe ten years ago, but it really picked up steam when these different hacking groups have figured out that they can actually make a ridiculous amount of money, right? And and actually, in the article I was reading about this particular attack on Colonial, is this uh, what Shadow Group or Shadows or Shadow whatever they were called, uh, the the group that claimed the uh, claimed the attack? They're basically one of these groups that has created a tool set. And sells usage of that toolset and infrastructure to dark side to uh, dark side. That's it uh, to other other individuals who want to attack, you know, whatever. Right. So now all you need is a wallet, right, to go and and attack people using other people's tools. And that's what that's what happened here, right? So hacking, breaking into people's systems, uh, being criminals like this has now become an actual business model, right? So it's all funded. Or I should say it's all, um, that's what I'm looking for. It all circles around money, right? Not just the ransom, but ransomware as a service, 
right? So it, it's ransomware is a service. <laughs> that's what they call it, that's, man. That is that is a thing. Ransomware, ransomware is, a is a service. Like ransomware is a service. DDoS is a service. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, imagine there's, there's a lot of them. Imagine if you logged into your AWS console and in the menu of items on the side was ransomware. That's what this is like. You just click the thing I, and say, "Here's my target. Go." I have I have not seen them uh, in you know on my screen, but I am told that some of the darknet sites uh, are actually configured to look like AWS specifically for this purpose <laughs> to make it easier to make it easier for you to just pick 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 the the pain you want to rot on people. Uh, let's see. Today it's ransomware. Bing go. Here's the IP yep. range. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's what's really funny is, um, Mark. I don't know if you have read any of Cory Doctorow's uh, books, but um, get on it. Say? Start reading. Why why am I blanking on the name? the The first book. The first book. Not well. Not, you know the book I'm talking <laughs> I've about. I've never read the first book. Big, Big Brother or Little Brother. Little Brother. Okay. At the beginning of Little Brother, it. right? At the beginning of Little Brother, they're 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 it's basically set in high school, right? Yeah. Cuz the cuz the the main character is a high school student or high school aged and and he's talking about how other how students will attack each other via botnets from their phone, right? They'll just pop open their phone and they'll do a thing to wreak havoc on other students, right? And it's like now that's a real thing. It may have been a real thing then or maybe he was just predicting, I don't know, but yeah, it's like huh. it's literally all you need is a way to pay for it and you can DDoS somebody or that's that's what that's what the example in the book was. But now you can ransomware people by simply <laughs> knowing a target and having the money to do it. The students to, attacking uh, each other. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, they they're up to book three in that series, by the way. I haven't read book three yet. Book two was pretty good though. Yeah, I have to read two and three. I have them. I just haven't hmm. read them yet. Two was pretty good. Yeah. So that that general concept reminds me of when I worked uh back in the nineties at Micro Warehouse. And I worked in, a, I was a, a telephone support person first for the Mac, but then I was, uh, I pivoted over to the Windows side just because I, I knew all the technologies at that point. And my, me and my buddy Al, he worked, he worked mornings and I worked later in the day and we shared a workstation. And so we had this little contest where before ending our shift, one of us would totally break the machine. The only rule was you couldn't delete anything that you needed to restore from a disk or anything. So you do, it was Windows 311. So we would do things like change the files so that instead of loading the window manager, it would load solitaire uh -huh. or, you know, stuff like that. And it tricks. was a contest of how bad could you muck it up for the other guy and how long would it take him to fix it so he could get to work? Gosh. And we have fun with that. You just brought back such a memory. And maybe we'll have to save this for a show about war stories. But uh, I once had a phone call in tech support. I was doing ISP tech support at the time. So this was completely unrelated, but I wanted to help the customer out. Uh, they had accidentally deleted Explorer on their Windows 95 machine. So um, I, I not Internet Explorer, no, regular Explorer, Explorer, like the thing that yeah. makes the start menu, the thing that, that your shell essentially. It's pretty important. Yeah. I walked them through switching back to program manager so that they could get back into their machine and recover their stuff. <laughs> that's that's great. Which was completely outside of the scope of things I was supposed to do. And I probably got yelled at for it. But, you know, yeah, 
What can you I do? helped somebody out. I felt better about it. Anyway, speaking of helping people out, um, so we talked about what you can do to help prevent ransomware. And again, the caveat there is it's really hard to prevent ransomware if you're being targeted by a specific enough attacker, right? Or spe a specific enough threat. If they're crafting a threat for you, there's a good chance they're eventually going to get in. Um, the average user, it's usually just, I made a mistake. I installed a program I shouldn't have. I clicked on that link in that email I shouldn't have. Um, there's not usually someone that's going to attack you individually the way they do large corporations, unless you're some sort of an industry mogul or something that has a ton of money or some data they want. But just average Joe, I mean, if you get ransomware, it was bad luck, right? Yeah. Um, so what to do if you have been hit by ransomware? I'm going to tell you that there are some circumstances where you can recover from ransomware. There are cases where certain tools, the keys have been leaked or the keys have been recovered by security researchers. And you may actually be able to recover from, you know, a ransom attack, a ransomware attack. Um, you shouldn't depend on that. You shouldn't count on that. Now, I, I kind of like, especially as a sysadmin, right? You start to learn to live on your own skill and you start to think, you know, whatever bad comes my way, I'm going to find a way to solve it. Ransomware is one of those that you really can't just depend on your own grit because it's encryption. Unless it's really crappy encryption, you're not just going to like hack your way through it. You're not just going to like mash the keys until you can't get you the type really fast the encryption key. Right. Work. This isn't Hollywood. Um, so again, aside from those few that have been broken, the few that have had keys released, um, and maybe you'll luck out, and that's the one you'll get hit with if you get hit. Uh, you, you, you're not, you're probably not going to get your data back by unless you pay the ransom, right? Because that's just the way it works. So the obvious way to protect against that is to make sure you have backups, and um, you know those backups need to be something that is unreachable by your machine under normal operation, right? So, so Jason, what happens if I have all my backups on this external drive that's on my desk that's always plugged into my laptop? Oh, that, that gets ransomware too. Yeah, yeah. What happens if I just have them on Google Drive that's also mapped to my laptop so that I can access well, my Google Drive data all the time? Actually, um, I'm not sure about Google, um, but I know that uh, if you have something like Box or Dropbox, uh, actually, I'm not sure of Dropbox, uh, but Box, I'm 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 99% certain that even if you had a drive mapped to Box and it 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 uh, ransomware it, you would still be okay because Box versions everything that you put up there. Yeah, um, Google Drive does too, and we explored yeah. this when we were talking about Google Drive uh, at my last job. And yes, it's got versions of all your files. Um, how do you restore versions? Now, uh. Manually, one by file one, by file, yes, file by file, by file, yes. by file, yes. by file. Yes. So if you have yes. 20 gig of files on Google Drive, like I do, that's going to be a that's pain it, in the ass. <laughs> no, that's what that's what interns are for. Yeah, right. You pay the interns to go back and, okay. Interns are 10-year-olds. Wait, I'm sorry. Restore, you're paying interns? Restore. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> pay your interns. Seriously. That was a joke. Right. <laughs> um, yes, thought, yes. I thought they were so, doing it so, for exposure. Assume <laughs> anything... Interns shouldn't expose themselves at work. No, that's, against HR that's, a, that's a trip to HR. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything connected to your machine is most likely compromised. Uh, and and but but what's worse now, 
um, because the ransomware people have have also been evolving because that's what that's what criminals do. Hey, I have all my stuff backed up. I don't need to pay this fine or or this ransom. I'm just going to nuke everything and restore it. What's the first thing that uh, these guys did when they popped Colonial and put the ransomware out there? Uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't even say pop Colonial. Apparently they paid the they, ransom. They, <laughs> no, no, no. Not what, did, not, not what did Colonial do. Oh, what did... Whoever ran the ransomware, what was the first thing they did? I don't know. What's the first thing they did? They exfiltrated 100 gig of data. Oh, yeah. Right. So one of the big trends in ransomware now is they're... they're getting more so into it's not just i've tied up your data and you have to pay me to get yeah, the keys it's, i have your data it's i have your data i've tied it up and you need to pay me to get the keys so that you can untie it on your end oh by the way if you decide that you're just going to restore from backup i'm, I'm going to release this data. data and i think at least one case a positive at least one case i don't remember who it was but there's been at least one case where they did they release the data. Yeah. Um, or at least portions of the data. Yeah. So, I mean, um, assuming now there are cases that I've heard of where the ransomware decryption actually doesn't even work. Right. Like they don't even right. have a way to decrypt it. So in those cases. Well, then you yep. got to open a support ticket with the ransom people. You laugh, but that's the sort of thing that people that businesses are like, OK, this is now a business transaction. I've paid you. You haven't delivered on your end. What have you done to your yeah. 3D printer? I don't know. I'm trying to auto level it. <laughs> It's not working. <laughs> Thank you, genius. It sounds like an air compressor when you turn it on. Yeah, it was slamming against the it was slamming against the left side. Let's try this again. I power cycled it and we're gonna tell it to auto level. Right back it goes. It, dis <laughs> it, it disagrees. It's like nope. Unplug I'm it. Great. <laughs> I wonder if the switch isn't making contact. It's gotta be it. Anyway, what was I saying again? Oh, right. So, blah, blah, blah. so yeah, people have legitimately tried to decrypt the data, can't, and then they try to contact, you know, the shadow brokers or whoever for like tech support. And in some cases, they even offer it. Right? This is this is now a business transaction, and they actually try to help these people get the decryption done. In other cases, they just ghost and say, "We've got your five mil. Goodbye. What are you going to do? We're already criminals, right?" Right. Yeah, exactly. Now the. The other That's side why of that you don't coin, negotiate with terrorists. Right. Well, so the other side of that coin is if they don't make good on the promise and that word gets out there, it's just like if you are a business, right? And you're and you're you're ripping off your customers. People start to talk about that, your reputation gets destroyed even though you are criminals, right? This is still a business contract. If people know that you're not going to decrypt their data, you're not going to pay them. <laughs> right? So And 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 furthermore, um, what's actually happening in the uh, underground community is those that are not following the contract, the contract being, if you pay me, I'll give you your data back. Uh, they're finding that they're being gone after or taken over by other attackers. So, so you know, the market is correcting itself, if you will. Wow, the that's market. awesome. Um, that's, that's, that's what you, that is a whole new definition to hostile takeover. But yeah, or maybe it's, it's the original I mean, definition to hostile takeover. <laughs> maybe, but it's 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 the whole you know like honor among thieves, I guess. You yeah, know, like right. if, if if you're gonna if we're gonna make a business of this and you're you gonna do it, and I'm gonna do the it. Name of criminals, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know they have to make sure that that 
if they're going to say, I will give you your data back if you pay me, you know, 10 Bitcoin or whatever the, you know, a billion Doge or whatever the numbers are now, um, then that has to happen. Otherwise, yeah, you know, nobody's going to listen to it. Right. Otherwise, everyone's going to be like, oh, you can't pay. You can't pay the ransom because right. you'll, you'll never get your data. Right. They're trying to make a legitimate business out of being criminals. And if you make and, that look illegitimate, even though it is illegitimate, um, it's a weird line. Right. And yet. Never, ever trust it. Period. Yeah, exactly. You should be backing stuff up. Yeah. Even so, if they right. gave you the keys and they gave you the source code and everything else and you could verify 100%, you should really be nuking those machines and restoring them from known good backups. Yeah. Now, the So start now. Mark's We're about, just going to see if this stops. Mark's Mark. about to throw his printer out the window. No. No, it's fine. This is fine. It's proceeding. Sips coffee. This is fine. Burning room. Now it's a circle <laughs> again. It's going to do it on the other side of the printer now. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, uh, right. So how I get, and we could do a whole episode on good backups, but high level, what's the best, or I should say, what are good ways for the average home user to back up their data? Oh, I've got a visit. Uh, the three, the three, the three, two, one rule is usually the, the, the answer. Um, you know, three backups, uh, two different mediums, one alternate location, I think is what it comes down to. Um, so, or three, three copies, two location, or three oh. copies, two mediums, one location. So, you know, you should have at least, you know, like I, I back up to my external drive and I back up to, you know, uh, say, I don't know, whatever the latest hot backup system is out, out in the cloud. Um, now I've got three backups. Uh, I've got multiple different mediums. I've got local hard drives and I've got this remote thing and I've got at least one location, which is that whatever that remote backup system is. The, the trick being that at least one of your backups should be something that is periodically backing up that you are not connected to. You can't access the files like a hard drive. Right. So um, what I used to do is I had an external hard drive. <clears throat> I would back up my data to it periodically, like weekly. And then I would take that hard drive to work and keep it in my office. Right now that doesn't follow right. the full three, two, one rule, but it, it does follow the, I have two copies in, and one of them is offsite. Right. right. You're supposed to, well, it's three copies, right? Three, two, one, three copies. Three copies, two, right. Three copies, two mediums, two mediums one, one offsite. One off yeah. So um, I didn't quite follow the rule, but at least, at least I had like the bare minimum. Right, I had the data offsite, not connected to my machine. So if my machine were to get ransomware, or you know, run over by a bus, um, it would be uh, which was more realistic. Which was more realistic? <laughs> run over by a bus scenario. Listen, if my R laptop got ran over by a bus, it was probably in the backpack on my back. So it's not going to matter. <laughs> right well, next to the hard drive that you were taking to the right office. next to the hard drive I, mean, I was taking to the office. Now, there was the red. There was the Red Hat Christmas party. And I don't know if anybody's listening on this call who was at that because it was way before your time. Oh my god, I sound old. <laughs> Where the idiot coat, the, the idiot coat check people didn't bother to check the tag, and they gave some other guy my bag. Oh, that's nice. Because he <laughs> said, "Oh, that's the, he said, oh, that's my black my black backpack." Well, here's the funny part: every single new hire at Red Hat got the same damn black backpack. Yeah. So yeah, so it was. I was a little upset. At least it was a at least it was a coworker. Yeah, theoretically, that got your it, backpack. It, it, 
It was. And what's funny is while I'm complaining to the guy that you didn't even have checked the ticket, another guy walked out, pointed and said, that's my bag. And the girl said, here you go without checking the ticket. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's exactly what just I'm happened. I'm having this me. conversation right in front of you. <laughs> are you not listening? Well, just it was a like different my, employee. Just like my but, kids. Yeah. So my back, so my laptop, you know, thankfully it was another red hatter and we managed to figure out who it was. You know, we managed to figure out we each yeah. had each other's bag yeah. and I got it back. But so so that completely validates the rule that we need to encrypt our hard drives. Yep. That's that's one of our rules. But yeah, I mean, we thankfully my data was backed up in case my laptop, you know, went away forever. See, I, Anything I, local. I solve that by generally when I have my laptop with me, it doesn't leave my site. It's next to me or on my back well, all the time. <laughs> right. But this was a fancy this no, was I a know, fancy Christmas I I get party it. and I, get I didn't it. want to be lugging my backpack it would have been, around. It would have been locked in my in, the, in my vehicle then. It wouldn't have been <laughs> there it was New York City. There was there was no vehicle. Oh. This was from we well, went from the from the New York office to this really crowded venue. There's your first problem. You don't oh, party to, you don't party in New York City. No, we. I do. Oh, party you, New York you can, you can. You, you just have to have up. a. You just have to have a rule that if you have your bag on your back, which I always have my bag on my back because I don't live in New York, so I had no place to put it. Uh, and you go into a place that's like, I'm sorry, sir, you can't take your bag. Your answer is cool. I'm out of here. I'm you leave. elsewhere. Yeah. So no, my process improvement though has changed. Whenever <laughs> I do so, whenever we leave the office. At even at a night thing, I leave my bag in the New York office because the New York office is yeah. right near the path station I go to anyway. Yeah. So I would have left my bag in the office and then picked it up on the way out. But that's that's how I'll do it from now on. You the learned. point was, that's it's good. not always ransomware. It it's it can be anything, right? So that that backup rule is is a good one. And if I had had my data copied to an external drive that I carried around in the bag. Well, yeah, yeah, right. a little bit that would have done me. <laughs> that 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 also needs to be uh, uh, encrypted. Um, yeah, right. When, when when you're doing your backups, um, remember uh, the important bit. Uh, if you backup encrypted data, your backups are now encrypted data. So make sure that you have multiple days of backups, just in case. Oh yeah, right. In case you don't, you mean in case you don't realize that you've been encrypted right away. Or the data that Correct. was encrypted now got back yeah, up it, to your backup th th area. Yeah, yeah, if your if your machine gets encrypted at the end of the day and and your backup routines act, night, you know happen yeah. overnight, um, it's entirely possible that if the ransomware hasn't broken your your backup system, yeah, uh, that you're going to back now backup uh, bad data. Um, bad one data. of the smack bad data. Bad one data. of the places I I worked at, um, it wasn't ransomware, but they they would do tape backups on a regular basis very, very rote tape backups. They would back them up and then they would put them in a car and they would drive them off site. And, yeah. You know, like they had this whole thing. One of the things they never did was test the tape backups, yeah. um, which was sort of a problem. Yep. Uh, but we had a large, very, very large file share, which happened to be NTFS file system uh, that died Kaboom. somehow. Somehow. Um, and they didn't catch it and they had backed it up. Whoops. And it was doing a Gee, bit by backup bit was backup. really quick today. Well, that's what that the problem was that it was doing. Right. It was doing a bit by bit backup. It mm -hmm. wasn't doing a, a, a files on the file system. Oh, backup. more like a disc clone. 
Yeah. And when it backed it up, it backed up all the, the, all the corrupted file system. Uh, and, you know, we, we since they never tested the backups, we ended up losing like half of the data on the drive, which... Uh... That sucks. Consisted of, of not your, a lot not of your favorite lot day. Of, yeah. No, I was that was a that was a year's worth of white papers that I wrote that I never got back. I was not thrilled. Ouch, um, oh Lord. Uh, is that is that one of those nobody one of those nobody resume, read them anyway? But is that one of those resume <clears throat> updating events for somebody? Um, Maybe not for you. I don't know if that was. I ended up working with you. I think. Well, you came after, but I ended up working where we worked together. Like, uh, a oh, couple months later. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, that's before I went to the school to the college. Okay, okay. Um, for some reason, I was specifically the place you went afterward because that seemed like a thing no, that would have happened there. No, not not specifically uh, a resume updating event. You know, I, I wasn't. It was it was a thing that happened. It was not my control. Yeah, I left there. I left there because I had actually um, our mutual friend had tried to recruit me. I think three times to come to the college before I finally said yes. Every because every time he asked, he's like, "Hey, I got a job for you." I'm like, "Yeah, I I started a new job like last week." It, I'd be, kind of a dick move I, I left now that I sounds really familiar like yeah. that happened to you and i like a month ago yeah <laughs> and and then yeah exactly and then uh uh like a year later or two years later the he came again and he was like yeah no you definitely have to come on and, and hang out with us and you know come work there and i was like yeah, a, we, we just we just got bought out and, and i kind of want to see where it goes it was such a great place then it yeah it was. I miss those days. Those were awesome. So anyway, we're re- we're now reminiscing. Maybe maybe we'll we'll have an episode about awesome things uh, from our career in the past. Is he doing t- it again, talk- Mark? Where it's we talk cryptically about them? So, yeah, where we so talk we cryptically uh, about all the awesome stuff that happened. <laughs> the ali- the alignment's completely forked up. That's awesome. It does. It thinks the bet is lower than it is. Oh. That's, that's fun or higher than it is because Isn't well yeah when, when it was doing when it was doing the alignment it it, it was behaving weird i'm gonna do i'm gonna run the alignment you say isn't that what the sensor is for yeah well switches it's not even sensors you don't have a you don't have a bed sensor on it do you yeah his, no it, the problem it was what sensor. it was doing the way you described right, so it to me it has a bed sensor the bl touch the z-axis sensor it, it, on that point, is very much like a bl touch i don't know if it's the same it's thing, a though. little stick that points at the problem was the plate was touch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the plate was not positioned properly when it did the test. So on one cycle of the test, it thought the plate was much lower than it really is. So I think we're good now. I'm rerunning the auto-tune. 3D printer troubleshooting on Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Right? So anyway, it's live! So anyway, I, uh, I currently do my backups to Spider Oak, which happen automatically. They back up to a cloud provider, essentially. Spider Oak would be a cloud provider at this point, I suppose. But I really want to invest in a, an on-site NAS for a number of reasons. One of them is for local backup. The other is because I have a ton of media data from running a podcast for all these years and from running a YouTube channel for all these years. So that's uh, that's on my list of things to do. Um, unfortunately, aside from Spider Oak, that, that is my backup solution. I don't have anything else going on. Except for that external I, backup drive, which literally I, does still exist, but uh, it's mainly full of a bunch of video content that I don't have space to put anywhere else. <laughs> I I have a Mac, so we don't have viruses and ransomware, yeah, so you're fine. I don't, you don't need backups. Need I don't I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, seriously though, 
Uh, time machine is awesome. Um, yeah, that's what I used when I was running. Let me Mac. let me caution people. Uh, time machine. So, time machine does. There's a local time machine, and you can do it remotely to a, a another drive. Um, of course, if you do it remotely to that other drive, you're connected to it. It's a network drive, and that can be ransomware. Does also. Yep. Um, the time machine backup or or whatever you want to call it is a file which can be encrypted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't trust that as your backup. Well, I mean, it could be your backup if it's on a drive that you disconnect. Possibly, yeah. yeah. But but time machine itself doesn't I do it. a I had a I had a physical external drive that when I plugged it in, the Mac would go, Oh, I see my time machine drive. Would you like me to back up? Right. And I'd say yes, and then I'd go to bed. Right. Right. Yeah, that 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 would work as long as it's disconnected most of the time. Yeah, well yeah, I would disconnect um, it in the morning and as long as I didn't get ransomware yeah. overnight, I was probably safe. But ra- <laughs> uh, yeah, ransomware. Uh time machine doesn't have at least I don't if it does, I would very much like to know. Uh, Time Machine doesn't have a mechanism for connecting to a remote site, doing the backup, and then disconnecting. Right. Right. Uh, I think, Which, of course, is, is still fraught with problems if you I happen th- to get ransomware while you're doing the backup. I believe, I believe Duplicity on Linux can do that, where it connects, does its backup, and then disconnects. But I'm not certain. That was what I used when I ran primarily Linux as my desktop. Uh, yeah. At least until I started using SpiderOak. Because like I said, the, the local backup drive was great until I started working from home and I no longer had an office to go put it in when, <laughs> you know, for my offsite backup. So Spider Oak was my solution for that. And then I just kind of fell out of doing the local backup. Anyway, I think we've covered things pretty well. Any other thoughts on ransomware, protecting yourself from it or recovering from it? If you get ransomware, report it. How do you, yeah. How do you do that? Uh, good question. Actually, if you're <laughs> if you're a business, um, I think technically you could report. I mean, report it to your local authorities so so FB that they, they at least I, know. Man. Yeah. Yes, if you are if you are the the you know Joe Blow at one two three Pine Lane and you get ransomware, um, the local police department isn't going to care. But yeah. report it anyway because this is information that that should eventually make it up the chain and, and, you know, something can be done about it. But if you are a business, um, make sure you report it because, you know, there, there may actually be ways that the FBI or the, the authorities can help you in general. Um, and in a lot of cases, if you've been ransomware, depending on what type of business you are, you are legally bound by law to report that sort of thing. Mm. So just do yep. it. Don't try to hide this. It's going to bite you. And try to avoid play, paying the ransom if, if at all possible. Yeah, it, it's your, not going to help you. Yeah, I mean, it could help you in the moment, but in the long term, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's possible, depending on how often your backups run, it's possible that that maybe you can save some data that you would have lost otherwise. But Yeah, well, you're assuming they have a backup. That's what I mean. Yeah. If you can avoid yeah. it, and the way to avoid it is to have good backups then right. don't pay the ransom. If you absolutely and the other, have to pay the ransom, it's going to be I don't I don't even know. I don't I don't want to say 50/50 because that implies that there's actually odds in this <laughs> that I know. I don't. Um there's a chance you still won't get your data back and you just waste a bunch of money. So the other the other thing I'll mention and and I don't want to I don't want to bash Colonial because again, anybody can yeah. get attacked. Yep. It doesn't matter who you are. Yep. 
Um, and, and I don't know what their internal processes are. I don't know exactly what happens, but do yourself, if you are a business, do yourself a favor, spend some time thinking about scenarios where you could lose access to systems. How do I, as a business, continue to run if I have lost all of my POS systems or, you know, whatever. Um, in the case of Colonial, that is, you know, oh no, all of my electronic systems that do accounting have gone offline. Whatever will I do? How do I stay in business and continue to make money when that's down? Without shutting off the pipeline. Right. Because, because I mean, <laughs> I, 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 again, I don't, don't want to... Ability to bill aside, shutting down the pipeline has got to have major repercussions for them. Right. Like that, yeah, for that them. That can't have and... been an easy... That can't have been an easy choice to be like right, but it also has it has repercussions down the chain. I mean, yeah. if their critical infrastructure, like take a, a you know take an electrical uh, supply company, you know, like a, a, a PPL or a, the uh, grid Edison Edison what is it Edison whatever the hell is in New York, mm. you know the grid Jersey if Central the, Flicker and Light. Yep. <laughs> so if you if if As they lose to call it if that they lose their Uncle systems. <laughs> If they lose their systems, you know, certain systems, they need to they need to continue to produce electricity because if they yeah. don't, people can quite literally die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, I know uh, and, and he's a, a mutual friend of ours, but we have a friend that works at, at one of these electrical places um, and they do have procedures for certain things like this. So, yeah. so you know, at least they should. Right. I mean, you need to have contingency right. plans, disaster recovery plans, if it were. Right. You know. But. I mean, look at Texas, you know, when, when they had the, uh, the mm -hmm. cold, the, the cold snap, if you want to call it that and electric, the electrical grid went down, that that's a problem. People died yeah, they because did. of that. They did. Um, I'm sure they feel very bad about that. I'm sure that they couldn't care less because they made a ton of money off of it. Oh, shut up. Um, you're such a yeah. Somebody know, at I? the power company feels bad that little Johnny died. Yeah. God, yeah. And yet they're still fighting to send out. I hope there wasn't actually someone named Johnny that died because I'd feel really bad about that. Yeah, well, they, they, and and yet those power those Sorry, power Johnny. companies were were last time I heard and I haven't heard in a while because it sort of fell out of the news cycle. But they were actually fighting to be allowed to send out their six, seven, twelve, thirteen thousand dollar bills to people who had power for a day. Yep. So you know, yeah. screw them. Um, but yeah, I mean, in 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 general, you know. Let's figure out what our contingency plans are so that if something does happen, you're not bleeding money. Right. A lot of companies have a disaster recovery plan. I was on the disaster recovery team at Merck. And, you know, we we had multiple disasters that we would that we would think about. But I, I got to tell you, ransomware was not one of them. Now, I left Merck in 2015, just as the ransomware stuff was starting to hit a little bit. And shortly after I left, there was a virus attack. I don't know if it was ransomware or not, but it took them out for months, like their IT stuff. I'm actually oh. very glad I wasn't there when that happened. But yeah, it's, it's so if you have DR exercises, if you have drills and stuff like that, if you have disaster recovery plans, I, you know, ransom being ransomware should be one of those contingencies. And how is my comp? Let's make sure we have a process we follow. If it happens to us, be prepared. And, and yeah, and 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 people hate these exercises because they, oh, they you know, some of oh, them are, are a little bit over the top. But you can have some fun with them too. Um, you know, what if zombies invade? 
you know? Yeah, the card game. The zombie apocalypse. Because you can you can actually, I mean, you can call it the zombie apocalypse, but make it a real world scenario and just call Such your bad actors zombies, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And then it becomes a fun thing that people really get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, gamify it a little. Yep. Yep. But I, I think just being prepared can be a big part of it. Yeah. And obviously, I'm partial to that because scouts, yo, that's that's our motto. But you'd almost yeah. call it a motto. What's a motto? <laughs> what's a motto? Nothing. What's a motto? What's a motto? You. you? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I feel dirty now. Because yeah. you, you responded to that? I yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Oh, add that to the. We, we need a bingo card. It's of no all of the Disney movies that Mark has sang to. This no this would be a new one. I think it's the first time I've heard well, you sing from The Lion King. The, it's our motto. That's in the song. I know that. I know that. I get it. Has he has he done Lilo and Stitch yet? I don't really know any of the tunes from Lilo there and songs? Stitch, although my kids watched the hell out wow. of that when they were young. Are there songs in Lilo and there Stitch? There are songs, but of course some there of them, are. Yeah, there are songs, but okay. none that none that I particularly remember to sing. See, now you have a challenge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yes, anybody I see in the chat is going by. Scar has provided a link to the Backdoors and Breaches card game from Black Hills InfoSec. That's the card game that I held up to anyone watching the stream. Um, but it's a tabletop exercise. It's a card game around tabletop exercises. And I Sh we need to get together. Shout out to John Strand. We need to get together and play it sometime. I have the deck. I, we've never well, played it. When this pandemic BS is over, we can play it in New York. Right. But, well, Jason, I mean, unless we're going to bring him to the Red Hat building in New York. He could come to the users group meeting. There you go. He's he's John Q. Public. He, you've got two of them. Man, Jason's always got a one-up. What, what does your sweatshirt say there, Jason? Uh, It's probably not appropriate. It says, punch ah. your local Nazi. That's appropriate. I think we had a world right, war well, that, that decided that that is appropriate. Yeah, I think that's okay, appropriate. Good. That's appropriate. Good. I, I say, as the host of Iron Sysadmin, that promoting yeah. punching your local Nazi is totally appropriate for this show. We literally, we literally fought a war that determined being a Nazi is bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? all right, the whole well, world good. agreed. Good. Good. Right. I, I've been I, I, I've been wearing it all day, including in meetings at work, and and uh, it's come up a couple times. So, <laughs> well, it says yeah. punch right at the top, so everyone has to yeah. know what the rest of it says. Punch your local my, punch your local you know, what pizza shop? I got, no, I, <laughs> and I gotta my, be honest, Jason, I wasn't sure, but I hoped it was about punching Nazis. Yeah, my my uh, my work laptop's uh, camera is a little bit lower, so it's not just this. You end up getting the whole shirt. So. You know, everybody saw it immediately, oh. which is good. Yeah, well, I have to crop it down to fit in the worth, stream. So, you know. It's worth letting people know where you stand. Yeah, well, I think that's a good stance to make in today's world of everyone has to have something to die for. Anyway, I think we've officially covered ransomware and the Colonial Pipeline attack or crack or whatever. Not, uh, hack is the word I'm looking for. That is the word. Yes. Hack. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think we're going to go on. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes uh, after we've maybe refreshed our drinks or uh, get some bourbon or returned our drinks. You get that reference. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll be back in just a, just a few. Let me find that. Here's the break thing. All Press right. the button. Here, Press the button. Here we go. We're back in a bit, Press guys. The button. the button. Are you a fan of the Iron Scissorman podcast? If you are, don't forget, you can support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash Iron 
or you can buy merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash iron And thank you. All right, folks, in case you couldn't tell from the music, we're back. And that's because we were having entirely too good of a time talking about one of the news articles during the break. One of? That, we went through and, most of them. That, uh, that sucks. We went through all the articles and you guys missed you it. Guys, so that's yeah, that's Iron Sissiman for tonight. The only way you would have caught them is if you were on our cool uh, patrons-only stream on Discord. Duh! I forget that that's there. I'm going to say a nasty thing one of these times. Discord! So yeah, Excellent. if you were there, you would have caught the news. Sorry, you're just going to have to... Uh, I would say tune in later, but... Uh, or, you know, maybe listen to the recording, but... Probably won't be there either, so, you know, it's gone into the ether. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about uh, our announcements, as usual. (laughs) So, um, patron update. We actually got a new patron or two. Thank you to the new folks. Uh, Hi, Bob. We're up to 21 patrons now for a total of 104 a month. We had one of our patrons upgrade so he could be in one of our higher tiers, which is pretty cool. Uh, that particular tier entitles them to swag. So uh, basically, after a month, I'm going to get a T-shirt uh, out to that particular patron. So if you want a T-shirt without having to just go to Teespring and buy it yourself, which is completely fine, go do that if you want to just buy a T-shirt without having uh, to subscribe to Patreon. I I thought that because new patrons are subscribing, you were getting a T-shirt, and I was getting jealous. So Yeah, that's I'm it. I'm, jealous g- I'm going to get a T-shirt for that 104. I... <laughs> it's kind of what you said, and I was I was confused, and and I may no, have I drank they, too much scotch I tonight. Said they and... get swag. They get a t-shirt. Yeah, but it came afterwards. I just uh, I did say I was going to go get a t-shirt printed up, but and then I said for them exactly you, you missed yeah. that because of the, I, the okay. for them came later, and I was I confused it. right up until that part. And I get it. Besides, you have a shirt already. I have lots of shirts. I just if there's no, no end to the number Sissiman of t-shirts. Shirt somewhere in that yeah stack. but i could always use another one. one of those well mark if you well may, maybe i'll send you one you've been a patron for a while too <laughs> oh great <laughs> I'm, i've been a patron a while and i don't have i haven't got a t-shirt you have a shirt already i'll send you a mug <laughs> <laughs> you get some mug no, i won't I use it crappy old shirt <laughs> man you, you two are worse than my kids. hashtag choosing beggar why did he get the straw with a bend in it and mine straight? Wait, wait, did it say there was a bendy wait, straw? Her, her straw has a, has a cool figure on it. Wait, that, there's a bendy straw? A shitty bendy straw. Yeah, that's, that's what we need, the iron sysadmin bendy straw. Yes. We got to get Teespring on that one. Swag possibility? Maybe. You know... Yeah. I've been told that Redbubble will create. Uh, you can you can basically print on anything, and apparently you can red get Redbubble to print. What? You, you know, can get Redbubble to print on thongs. You've the iron sysadmin. So the iron Look, Teespring's already got that covered. Redbubble. <laughs> I have a shirt from Redbubble. You've seen my my Doom shirt, the Notorious BFG. Right. It's. I mean, it's probably have ten I? years old at this point, but like, it's Maybe. all it's all faded off now. You, you you saw it. I had it when I worked at the college. I'm sure you saw it. Uh, okay, that, that was a long time ago. I don't remember things. That's that's how long ago I had it. So, but anyway, okay. I don't work well, that. Well. Anyway, my point is, we're talking about patrons, and you guys have totally distracted me, and it's not the old fashioned's fault because it's not even gone yet. 
<laughs> Are you still complaining? No, I want to read off our patrons because we love them. They're awesome. The they're we us, do love our patrons. They're now Why aren't you reading off the names of the patrons? $104 a month, which is awesome. These patrons so, are giving us money every month and you're not reading their names. So, I, what do we have to do to get big, you to read their names? A big thank you to Aranami. I think I was pronouncing that right. Aranami? Yeah, that's got to be right. Andrew, Tatro, Rudy's God, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper-ish, Linux, Sys, 666, Gimpy, B, Mark with a K, Dementor, which we're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, Gimp, I did that already. Dementor, John, the nice guy, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, Jay, Charles, and our old friend, 22532. Two. So speaking I'm going to go with Aranomi. 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 I think that's the name. Okay, well, he's Aranomi. in chat. How do we pronounce your name? Yeah, can you can you phonetically spell it out? Can in you chat phonetically us, spell it in the chat because that's what we need. Hell, I can't even phonetically spell my name. Good lord, it's <laughs> it's Mark with a C. Okay, you remember you remember the Commodore sixty four and the and the 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 uh, the the computerized voice Apple. Sam. No, can you write it in such a way that Sam can pronounce it so that we can just play it on the on the podcast? That would be great. Thanks. Okay. And did you answer his question about the stream? No, because I was reading it while Jason was going on about. <laughs> it's re you get to list you get yeah. to watch Nate's hands. Right. Yeah. Which so is basically, super creepy. the way the stream and works <laughs> is there's an Android phone right up here off camera. Here you can here it's it's right. Hey, I got it right. Aranomi. It's right. It's right there. Right there. See it there. Oh, don't break Zencaster. Yeah. Right now I got to move my anything. camera back. Okay. So uh, that thing is basically streaming to a, uh, a room in Discord called the server room. If you're a patron of the proper tier, you get access to that room. If you join that room, you can speak, but we won't hear you because I have you muted on the, on the mixer. If it gains popularity, maybe you will work in a section of the show where you get to talk to us on the live show. I don't know. Maybe we'll use it for live call-in style stuff. I don't know. But at the moment, if you join that, You'll be able to see the the perspective from this camera, which is basically my desk. You can see my hands, I think. Which um, is super creepy. Which is kind of creepy. You can see my drink and tell how much I've had to drink without me having to hold it up, which could be useful. And uh, that's kind of, you can hear us. You should be able to hear everything that comes through my mixer. You should be able to hear, uh, which should be the whole show. So that's how that works. But you've sidetracked me now. Thank you to all of our patrons. <laughs> And I wanted to say, um, however you guys want to send well wishes to the mentor in uh, our Discord community, uh, he lives in Israel. And if you haven't heard, uh, so first of all, he's, he's a friend of the show. He's been on the show twice now. He talked about home automation one time, and uh, he talked about PowerShell on Linux another time. Good episodes if you want to go back and listen to them. Really good guy. His name's Avri. Avri. Um, he lives in Israel. And if you haven't looked at the news at all lately. Um, Israel is going through a bad time at the moment. I'm not going to get into the politics of what's going on in Israel, but there there are like, he posted a video of missiles being shot down in the sky that he could see from his house. That's got to be scary crap. He's gone to bomb shelters, I think twice now that he's told us. Uh, so just keep him, if, if you're a praying sort of person, keep him in your prayers, uh, whatever you want to do to send him positive vibes and make sure that him and his family are safe. So I just wanted to say that he's a friend of the show. I want to make sure that, you know, he's uh, he gets out of this. OK, 
So so he posted a picture in um um Discord uh of Discord. of what appears yeah that yep he posted a picture there of a piece of a thing that fell from the sky and I just have one question what are you making it into yeah I know I would totally collect that and turn it into something I would awesome. like the build video of whatever you turn this into just just saying and when it gets part of you, when it gets linked up to your home assistant. That's when you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's when you've succeeded. Uh, honestly, like, seriously, stay safe. Uh, I don't yeah. want to make light of the situation, but, yeah, it, you know, humor is my thing. Mm. My wife says I'm really bad at it, though, so sorry. But it's okay. You work in IT. You're not supposed to have actually good humor. You're supposed to have dry, terrible humor that the rest of us think is funny. That's how that works. Just like watching Monty Python. Yes. Yes. There's people Agreed. who think Monty Python is hilarious and other people that look at you while you're laughing hysterically like, what is wrong with you? This isn't funny at all. You know, that's how IT humor works. Anyway. I am apparently going to get a, a very deep um, understanding of this whole conflict because I responded to something on Twitter and my Twitter never, has blown up. Never, so Never respond to anything on Twitter. Oh, no, no. I, I, I want to understand what the hell's going on. because even, even the most innocuous thing on Twitter turns into a flame war. Haven't you learned this? Well, I just, I don't understand what, I don't, I've never been able to understand because it's not something I was ever taught. There's missiles and conflict. Yeah, well, I get that, but Anyway, we, we don't want to go down this road. So I deal let's with, not. I, I hate the politics of our own country enough. I don't know if I really want to worry too much about other countries' politics. I feel for them, trust me. But the problem <laughs> in this particular instance I can totally explain is, the whole friggin' thing, but I'm not going to. The, the problem <laughs> Maybe is, after the, problem, the show. <laughs> the problem in this instance, Nate, is that apparently our politics are inextricably tied to this entire yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the unfortunate so, side effect to us being involved in every other freaking country's politics. Right. Y but yeah, anyway, well, maybe even more so in this case. So. Anyway, we're going to move along because this feels like it's fraught with peril. Uh, right. If you'd like to support the show <clears throat> via purchasing left. merchandise instead, you should do so via that Teespring place that we talked about. You can buy coffee mugs. I mean, I could make iron sysadmin thongs if you're really that interested. Only if you model it. No. No, that will not happen. <laughs> not a thing. Not a thing anybody wants. Uh, we tried to get Dustin. Well, that would be for the blackmail. We tried to get Dustin one, if you remember, Jason, when we first set up the Teespring. He might have gone for it. He might have. Yes, but he didn't. possibly. He didn't. Probably. Uh, so anyway, teespring.com slash stories slash ironsysadmin or look at the show notes or go to ironsysadmin.com. There's a link right there. Uh, we don't have any new reviews today or this three-week period since we last recorded. And uh, that's all of the announcements. Anybody have any announcements that weren't in the weren't in the notes? When's, when's B-Sides coming up, man? It's, <laughs> I feel like you should start talking about it by now. Uh, B-Sides is November something or other. I can't, I can never remember the dates, so sorry. Um, we've been Still planning it. It's going to be remote this year. Okay. Um, uh, I understand the whole CDC thing, blah, 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 blah. We're, we're going to go remote one more year just because we want to be safe. Um, and then hopefully we'll be back in person again next year. So it'll be on Discord again. 
uh, we've already worked out sort of the theme and some artwork and stuff. And, and the, uh, the CFP is technically open. Um, it needs to be a little bit more widely uh, dispersed. But if you have an interest in talking, let us know. We're more than happy to take uh, 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 topics now and get you on the, on the list. Um, and more information will be forthcoming. So, you know, and folks don't move forward. Don't feel intimidated by the idea that it's a security conference and that you have to produce some like deep, crazy security related content. Of course, that stuff's welcome. But uh, I've presented there twice on I have a talk I give about how I started Iron System in and I've given that at B-Sides and it's been well received both times. So, you know, stuff like that is welcome. I mean, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you guys just did that because you like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the uh, the 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 secret is that I don't know if we've ever actually rejected a talk. Now, that's not to say that we won't. Um, uh, it is entirely po- if you come with the right thing, we will be if more it, than happy uh, to tell you to go pound sand. If it violates your um, punching Nazis rule, is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that? Is I got to put that on the thing now? <laughs> Punch your local Nazi. Um, so we talked so, about that before the break, I think, wasn't it, or was that during the break? Yeah. Uh, during the break, maybe. So, um, we, we are pretty much open to anything. Yes, we are a security conference. We are also a family oriented security conference. We have had talks about, uh, running a podcast. We have had talks about the latest APT zero day, you know, crazy assembly, whatever. Uh, we've done lock picking. We've had talks by kids. We've had talks about kids. We've had talks about pretty much everything. If you want to give a talk and talk to a bunch of rational adults and are not afraid of feedback uh, and want to start a conversation, we're interested. Um, you know, as long as you're not looking to start a fight with somebody on purpose, um, there's really I'm no out. reason why you couldn't talk. <laughs> There's no reason you couldn't talk. Mark has a talk and, and prepared I mean, about I mean, why we should all be vaccinated, and it's very right. Impressive. No, no, <laughs> actually, I think I think we would we would accept a talk about vaccines, but but realize that I will not. You know, like no, I will I, put I my foot down. I will put my foot down. If you are an anti-vaxxer and you're going to come talk about anti-vax crap go somewhere else right Dude, like there are certain things that we are not going to allow your um, your, your c groups talk might actually be well received at b-sides yeah actually yes we would i would i would love to have a c groups talk because people don't understand what I'm it there. is what is it? and uh it is uh he said november moment, and he didn't know the it dates it's remember? november uh it's right, posted so I'm telling on you, the i'm telling you now i'm there I will give you I will give you a thing on I will give you a talk on C groups whether now, it's, it's virtual or in person. Yeah, I was going to say the the thing you do is more of a lab, right? He's got a hands-on version many, of it. He's you've also got, got a talk versions, version, right? Many so versions. If if there's such a thing as a lab at B sides, that would be awesome. But I can we, I can we, do I can do lab, I can do talk, I can do talk we, with demo. I can scale it from a half hour to to an hour to an we, hour and a half. We do have workshops. This this reminds we, we do me, have workshops. This reminds me that we talked about doing your C groups lab for Iron Sysadmin viewers, and we never really circled back on that. So I'm actually <laughs> I'm, I'm actually considering a fun side project, and I, and and I want to bounce this off of you guys and maybe our our listeners. I'm considering doing uh I'm considering recording Uncle Mark Tech Talks, which would be non Red Hat branded like tech 
technical, like basically presentations, discussions, hour, hour and a half, basically record myself stream. Uh, it wouldn't be a live stream, but I'd record it, probably toss it up on the YouTube, which would basically be essentially, Nate, you know how like webinars work, right? At the mm-hmm. time webinars, right? It would be similar. Like it would be a mix of presentation. It would be a mix of demo. It would be a mix of me telling terrible jokes and just like offer that as like, again, not Red Hat branded, but, but just you, as an open source thing you miss the part just, where you sing i might sing. is that I don't included know. in the terrible jokes but i'm de- i'm debating that i was actually repurposing the c i was actually unbranding my c groups presentation and and modifying it to do to do is that so i don't know i i think that could be kind of cool that might be cool yeah updates why you shouldn't right <laughs> because the, the you know that that new code might give your computer autism. Yes, you just, you, yeah, you just don't know. that's terrible. And such don't a great update comparison. because there might there might be a regression. You know, don't update. You don't want those regressions. Sometimes there's regressions. So so besides this year is November twelfth and thirteenth. Yay! Okay. So I will get you the uh, CFP info and, and you can I get would it be delighted. And... I miss talking at conferences. Now is it gonna be virtual this year or do you think it's gonna it's, be in it's virtual. No, it'll be okay. virtual. Weren't you paying attention? It'll be virtual. Next year it'll be in person. So if you want to hold okay. off for next year, go right ahead. I well I, I, again I, I you know the intention is for next year to be in person. I, I'm not gonna guarantee it until we see I'm it. I'm not but... gonna I'm not gonna not do content. In fact for the virtual I might do I might do more of the Prezo with demo and in person we might do a workshop. I don't know. We'll th- we'll talk about it. Yeah, we don't that, have to, all good. Yeah, we're getting into the weeds. This is a podcast that everybody's listening to, and here's me and you negotiating for me to come to B site. <laughs> <laughs> so all yeah, right. look if you if you have a talk and you want to give it, let us know, and and we will discuss it. Um, but like I said, as long as it's not something ridiculously uh, and, uh, ridiculous, it it probably will get through with no problem. Like and, why and not? And honestly, you know, a lot of people talk about open source. They're like, I want to contribute, but I don't know how to program and this and then the other thing. But if you're knowledgeable about a topic, this is like a way to give back is or, to speak at conferences or, or things or like that. Or if you can write documentation or, you know, design well, a new no, logo for the project. I'm talking specifically in terms of yeah. this yes. type of opportunity. Yes. Sharing, sharing nerd stuff with other people, whether it's in a virtual manner or at a real life convention, that's right in the swim lane of giving back to the open source community. Or run a podcast. Anyway. (laughs) Yes, we don't need all the examples. But this is certainly an example. All right. So I think we've we've meandered our way from announcements into chat. So um, feel free to, you know, chat. Oh, I thought we just kind of did chat. Yeah, we kind of did, I guess. Nate's playing Valheim on Tamland now. Yeah, well, I mean. Well, he played once. By playing me, we mean I got in and played with you guys once. Which was like the day after our last episode when we talked about and then Valheim. We, and then we harassed you last night, but you refused to get on. Well, I mean, look, at least I, got, I joined you for chat, okay? Nah, that was fun. Kids kids soccer ran late yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, that's really the only thing I have to chat about because that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I did finish printing all the pieces for that, uh, that doll I told Creepy you guys doll. about I was printing. Um, but we haven't assembled it yet because we haven't had time to prep the damn thing oh so you just put print it before this is a lego guy had my friend ian who i met down in di- down on our disney cruise last year yeah he's um 
he's a bit of a nerd himself and he loves 3d printing and legos so he sent me the stls for big for a big lego figure that prints in multiple parts it's doing the torso now it's probably easier to assemble and deal with than the ball jointed doll that i printed out than the creepy doll is that thing it's i printing it was a bear and i think that was the easy i thought it was a girl no no the act of printing it was like a bear like wrestling a bear perhaps it didn't come out like a bear maybe even a russian bear no it came out like an attractive woman in pieces waka waka which is weird so you built a girl basically you, it's the plot of mag- of uh, real a... science. Real. I have a shoebox full of body parts. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not creepy at all. So yeah, I have a shoebox full of uh, ball jointed doll body parts. It is a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you if you forget to hook the clips up to the doll body, does a a missile come up through the middle of your house? Maybe. I'm not sure right. if I get the reference. Just curious. It's, an 80, it's, it's the 80s movie I referenced. Oh, yes. okay. A, a few lines ago. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I saw the TV series Weird Science, and I don't think I've ever seen the movie. The TV series the, did not live up to the movie, from what I understand. The movie was fun. I mean, it wasn't great. It was it was an 80s teen movie, well, the, which a lot of them were were kind of bad, but it was fun. They were bad and usually had gratuitous nudity. So much nudity in the eighties. Like it's actually it's a funny. I shocking. Was, I was having this conversation with my wife just yesterday, and she didn't remember. She did not remember that every eighties movie ever had some kind of nudity in it because it's just a boob. thing they you know, did. Everything had boobs I, in it. <laughs> I know for I know that there is nudity in Weird Science, but I don't think I'm trying to remember. I don't think there's actually like crazy gratuitous nudity nudity in it. Well, no. no, it was well by the '80s standards. It was mild. Yeah, Damn. no. Yeah, it so, was very, very, very mild. So yeah. um, maybe I'm using gratuitous in the wrong way. What I mean is, there's nudity for the sake of nudity. Like it's no, just but like what I'm we're allowed is, to do this. Let's do it. <laughs> Doesn't I, fit the I, I story. Only... There's no reason for there to be nudity. But look, there's a naked woman running across the back of the screen. No, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like that, that doesn't actually exist in Weird Science. There is one scene of nudity, which is so quick that you may actually miss it. Um, and I didn't even realize it until years later that it was there. Other than that, there's, there's, there's a suggestion of, um, ample bosoms and, uh, you know, there's a shower scene that actually doesn't show anything. Well, they designed, beyond that, they designed a woman from a computer, computer nerd yes. designed a woman. There's going to be boob jokes. <laughs> right. But there's, but, but that's the thing. There's tons of boob jokes, but no, no actual, actual boobs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird, and 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 I'm sure there's something wrong with the movie. I'm sure somebody's upset about something in the movie, but over, oh, overall, God, yes. it was actually kind of a fun ride. Every every movie from the '80s is like that. Yeah, the '80s movies like yeah. 16, 16 Candles. You watch that, you got you got Long Dick Dong, the Ch- the Chinese student. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Or whatever his name was. I'm thinking yeah. of how horribly received like Revenge of the Nerds would be today. It was Duck, Long Duck Dong, wasn't it? Long Duck Dong. It was something. It yeah. was, but it was not. And every time he was on screen, they play, they ring the the, the gong. The gong, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, and this was considered like a John Hughes wholesome movie. Like it today, it would be like racist, uh, racist garbage. Honestly, to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 times change. Times I mean, change. for for yeah, the time, it was right. it was a minus minus some of the overt races, and and I don't think in in some I I, I don't remember the entire movie. You got to be careful what I, you I don't say. Remember, and you got to be careful yes, what I don't, you say. <laughs> I don't remember every scene in every movie, but a lot of it, like you know, playing the gong, it, you know, some of it was was meant in. I think meant in fun. Yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't it, meant to be overtly racist. No. Yeah. But if it, you it watch was, it today, it just looks like they're making fun yes. of a nationality. Yeah. And that is flat out. Not they, okay. <laughs> it It's not looks they were. Dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we need to own but, that, but what we but, can own is we can own. We've gotten better. Yeah. We, uh, well, have we? Cause some of the stuff like, so, um, oh, there's still some like pretty terrible stuff out better. there. Yeah. Save, save by the bell. Did you guys ever watch Saved by the Bell, I, the old the old series? The, Saved by the Bell has a laugh track and that idiot screech, so it was okay. It was so, off but, of my list. But Anything some of it was track, that's, do. that's from, it's not in your age group. I watched a ton of Saved from, by the Bell. No, from <laughs> what I, I remember, laugh track since I was small, and, and I realized the Brady Bunch had one. From okay. from what I remember, it was it. I mean, it, some of it was really dumb, but some of it was actually kind of funny, and it was yeah. it was. I don't remember anything being like super offensive, right? Apparently they've redone or they've continued or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Um, there, there is a new. It's not really rebooted though because the original Saved by the Bell cast oh, is in it. Right, it's a in sequel, if you will. It is. That, way, I watched. Formula... I watched one episode. One. I will never watch it again. I was so offended. It is so unbelievably bad. Like not just bad. It was. It was like in your face offensive. I could not believe that they allowed something like that. Really? I maybe I was okay. just being like overly sensitive, but well, I was like, it, "Oh my god, it won't last so long." That's all there is to it. Well, I, <laughs> I guess I, there was never a chance that I was going to watch it. So okay, then. Yeah, yeah. They, it probably stood a very small chance of lasting long to begin with. But yeah, I think we watched it sort of as a. It was one of those like it was on TV, and I was like, "Oh look, that's a thing." And my buddy was like, "Well, we're, we're going to watch it now, just because like this is going to piss you off." And we watched it and we were like, this is really bad. Really, really bad. Anyway. Aranami has an interesting uh, interesting comment in chat if you want to go ahead and read Mash. it. If you can read it. Yeah. Episode of MASH. Now, MASH. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Was it? Let's see. I guess. Yeah, I guess it was anti-race. I don't remember any of the. I don't remember it being anti or pro homophobic. To be honest, I don't remember it dealing with homophobia. Uh, yeah, there I was don't... the there was the cross dressing dude, which. Yeah, that, that's that was that was him trying to section eight out. Yeah, and that was, was actually. But you I, actually, I never really thought of that as homophobia. That as a, you right. could actually look at that as making fun of of yeah. of. <clears throat> people being uncomfortable i don't know i i don't want to drill into it all i remember and i just said this in chat like when i, I graduated class 85 which you know in my lifetime i mean homophobia was just a thing i mean eddie eddie murphy did a whole routine where he just made fun of gay people no i and had the, yeah and had the honeymooners like having like ralph and 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 norton like I've, banging each other i went to school in a very in my opinion a very like uh transformative time like i started in the mid 80s and graduated in the late 90s and there was a whole lot of social change going on in that time so i can absolutely i can remember a time when it was like 
and I don't want to downplay this, but like racism was a, little, a lot more common when I was little and a lot less tolerated when I was a teenager. Like in that relatively short amount of time, I could see things as a kid growing up in that era, things turning around. The same thing with homophobia. It was very, very frowned upon in the mid to late 80s. And by the 90s, it was a whole lot more accepted. Now, obviously, we had a long way to go. But I'm just saying, you could see society turning around on that. Just, yeah. just in just in my like kid to teenage years. Yeah, not going to argue. And, you know, one of the mistakes we make is we think that we've arrived and then you you realize that for a lot of people, it's still a, a daily Oh, yeah. Struggle. There's a lot of people that are still living in that 80s era or earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of sad. But, you know, I, I see the things happening in the world today and I look at them like I thought this was solved. Like, I thought this was a thing that was addressed because in my own life, it was sort of addressed as I grew up, right? No. But it didn't happen to everybody. It just, I was lucky enough that it happened to me while I was going through school, right? Like, I can, like, there was never a point where in school I ever felt like anybody was less than anybody else, like, from the adults that were teaching us. And a lot of people didn't have that in their childhood. They had the opposite. Yeah. Anyway. Now this con this country this country has struggled this country has struggled with racism for a really long time and we're we're far from done with it I believe yeah I, obviously you know, <laughs> that seems obvious and, and it's, at this point. it's okay to admit it and yeah. and I, realize and I that mean we're now, like uh, yeah. again before before the 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 sort of recent outpouring uh, in 2019 2020 again I thought this was a thing that was in our past and it's not it's absolutely not. It's kind of terrible. I don't understand but, it. So Okay, so I'm trying to think of the path we walked down to get to here. It was a strange one. It was. Fueled by whiskey, bourbon, and rye. Maybe we should, <laughs> um, maybe we should, make, we should go to the news so we can start making fun of maybe. certain uh, companies and people. Maybe we should get yes, off of these Yes, making topics. fun of companies and people. I like that. That sounds like a good thing. All right. So I don't know if I missed anything in the chat. I covered... Uh, Hit the button. We got weird science, and I have, Hit the button. I've got a shoebox full of body parts. Did I miss anything? I don't and think so. we need to get you being a Viking more. Hit the button. Okay. This button? Discord! No, the, tra the music button. I mean, oh, this button. that one works, too. Oh my Not word. that button. This no. one. What a what a what a All what right. an operation we're in here. We're being raided. Defcon Twenty is raiding us. Wow. Okay. Defcon Two Hundred One. Two Hundred One. All right. They're in Jersey, I would think. Isn't 201? Area code 201. That's, that's Jersey, my home right? area code. Tom's from New Jersey. That's Jersey. Northeastern New Jersey. Northeastern New Jersey. Okay. That's awesome. Hoboken, that's, Jersey that's, City, etc. That's, that's DC 201. Like, they communicate with DC 610 all the time on Twitter. Yeah. You, would, you would think, Jason, I since you're one of the founders of DC 610, you would know this. Jersey. All we know is DC. <laughs> all I know, DC no. All I know is that DC six ten is the best, and and we just you know there is no other DC that that nah. that DC two hundred one. They're the DCers <laughs> that know where to get a good pizza. <sighs> yeah, they go to New York. <laughs> Hoboken has spectacular pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
Benny Tadinos. <laughs> oh, I can honestly say I don't. I don't know that I've ever had New Jersey pizza. You're missing out, my friend. We'll hey, I'm sorry. When I was born, I had to sign a contract that said "fuck New Jersey." I, it's just that's that's what it said, and I had to sign it. Nah, Jersey's that's, a great state. Mark, you should feel good about the fact that you weren't the first one to curse on tonight's show. He was. Oh, was he? Did I'm I miss sure it? I slipped, I oh yeah. Out. Yeah. Back. Remember. Remember, he was working on the printer. Yeah. Oh right, right. When the printer sounded like an air compressor, I remember now. All right, so we're here to talk about the news. I think <laughs> the news. All right, so our first article actually comes from Yahoo Finance because it's the first place I ran across it. Um, even though I didn't know Yahoo was even still in business. Barely. There's still it's my weird. email provider, which I'm a little bit ashamed about. Yeah, well, that's that. That just means that everyone has access to your email. Congratulations. Eh, I two factor. They can't, but I have. I <laughs> do two factor for login. So on Yo on Yahoo. Yeah. I didn't even know they supported that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they've they moved into this century. <laughs> they do. They do. Honestly, nothing really important is on there anyway. So. All right. So uh, Google has been hit with a 123 million antitrust fine in Italy over million. Android Auto. Yes, million. With so about M. 20 seconds of revenue. Yeah, right. Right. They're probably just going to throw it. You know, just like, here, so take it. Whatever. What? I, Android Auto? Is it like in the, is that in the boats that they pushed on there? Never mind. Right. Because. Because <laughs> Venice, the canals. Yeah, the guys with I, the funny. The guys with the funny right. Hats so with the, with that's the, with Italy has cars. They apparently oh, Ferrari, right? I Don't get it. Ferraris and I understand. Yeah, right. All the Ferraris they have okay. Android Auto. Probably. I not. will refer you back to my previous statement from a long time ago, about where my the, wife with the, about the, the bad humor, humor and the, yeah, and the reference to Monty Python. I love bad humor. Yeah, I get it. We're all good with bad humor. Guy. It's just that even so, sometimes even we don't get it. All right, so um, I got it. I just yeah, yeah you so. got it. You you got. I, got it. I didn't get. I'm the slow I one. Exactly. I, I, I get it. About the hats that they I get wore. it, Mark. I'm so, the, so I'm the Google, slow one. <laughs> so Google basically, yeah, they've got this Android Auto, right, which is sort of like Apple Play or CarPlay that Apple does. Mm -hmm. um, and they apparently to get you, you, your application, it looks like needs to be compatible with it to so that people don't have to, to touch their phone uh, to, to use the app. Yeah. And and so, so there's apparently this Juice Plus. No, wait, that's a bad app. Juice Pass. Juice Pass. Juice Pass. Yeah, Juice yeah. Plus is a terrible multi-level marketing scam. Is it really? Um. Oh yes. You Juice research Plus, all of them so you know what to avoid. I, I one of my hobbies is making fun of MLMs. Oh, good. Um, that's a good hobby. It's a wonderful hobby. It's 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 more fun than fighting with anti-vaxxers. Anyway. Um, but it's the same fight, Mark. It's the same one. It sometimes is, because there is a Venn diagram with with boss babes and anti-vaxxers, and it's a pretty significant crossover. I'm oh, just boy. saying. Um, but anyway, so this juice pass uh, is not cleared. And 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 the thing that juice pa the problem with juice pass is that um it's a third party app it's specifically to help electric car owners find charging stations but it yeah it it has the nerve of using mapping and so it it conflicts with um it conflicts with google maps obviously yep so the claim is that google is blocking their access because they're essentially a competitor and that's a, uh, you know, that's antitrust in a nutshell. 
Now, it's funny, um, unrelated to Iron Sysadmin, but uh, for my Jeep YouTube channel, I did a review of several Android and iOS-based trail mapping apps, GPS, you know, trail mapping apps. And one of the criteria that I tried to judge them all on was whether they integrated with Android Auto. Because obviously when you're Jeeping, you're in a vehicle. If they integrate with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, I didn't have a device to test Apple CarPlay with, but I tested them with Android Auto. Uh, none of them worked. And maybe this is why. Hmm. Maybe it's the same thing, right? Because it's a mapping application and Google oh, wants you to use Google you Maps. You can start a lawsuit. Well, I mean, I could if I owned any of the apps. I was just reviewing the apps, Mark. Did you so, did you miss that part? I don't I don't write them. Yeah, but you found it and they and you weren't able to to review and therefore you were missing out on those those fat ad clicks. Right. But yeah, totally, man. So Taking food here, out of my family's and, mouth. And here's the real thing. Google Maps has apparently a shittier version of the ability to find charging stations. So that's where the antitrust factor comes in, right. I believe. Right. Yeah. So the concept here is Google and Apple, because they have these platforms, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, are almost, could almost be gatekeepers as to what apps you can use in your car, right? Um, not saying that, that Apple is doing the same thing. I'm just using them as a, for comparison. But uh, yeah, so Google in their, you know, Google-ishness. Google-ishness. Uh, I don't know how what else to call that because Google... They, oh, that's awesome. I'll like allow it. The word, the word Google sort of brings different, you know, ideas to everybody's mind. Um, and one of those is probably Google is kind of a gatekeeper for things like this, right? And that's what they they're... Are. That's what they're doing here. Uh, or at least that's what they're accused of doing. Well, I guess they're, they're being fined, so I guess that means they are doing it, right? That means that they've... Yeah. They've actually been nailed with, oh my God, they got a $5 billion penalty at one point from the EU. That one might hurt. Yeah, that would hurt a little bit. And I, I, I'm not drilling into that link. Oh, hell, I'm going to drill into that link. <laughs> Why not? That was for, and so, wow. Abusing the dominance of the Android mobile operating system. Yeah, I was, I was going to, I was going to mention like 123 million, like pff, whatever. Five like, million? I'm sure, five billion? Android, That's... Uh, I'm sure Google doesn't care about that. But even five billion, I'm not sure that Google really that probably hurts a little bit more, but I think five I'm billion not sure hurts. that it's much. I think five billion I, hurts. I don't think it hurts as much as I mean that would be like to your average person, that's like, you know, a couple thousand dollar fine. I, I, I don't think that that's, that's really a real injury to Google. You know, this is 2018, this multi-billion dollar fine, and I'm not really sure what ever happened to it. We probably talked it's probably about it still going through the courts. And we forgot. Yeah, about it. it, it yeah, it's no probably deal. still going through the courts. I'm sure they haven't paid it. Yeah. Yeah, they collect they were, They disagreed with this last decision, but I have a feeling that much like the ransomware, they're probably just going to pay it <laughs> You because know, it's just not. It's not it's not a lot of money. Right, but so speaking. so just paying it doesn't get them off the hook necessarily. Well like just paying it doesn't mean they can continue continue to block this well, app. Well they can, they'll just get fined again. Well, right. Or they'll claim so what they claim from I closed the article already because I'm a little tipsy now because I'm on I'm well through my bourbon, which I poured too much of. 
Um, There's no such thing. They, they claim, <laughs> right. Those words make no sense in a sentence together. Um, oh, we're going to be a three-hour podcast. I wish I had tonight. poured Although more, to be a, honest. We had a very long break, so it's not going to be two hours on, on tape. Does your wife do that too? Call things on tape when there's not any tape involved. Like she's like, did, did it tape the show? I'm like, no, it hasn't taped a show for 20 years. We've had TiVo and now direct TV. I had a thought in there that was relevant and I totally lost it. So I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to move on then. To, and people uh, give us money for this. Yeah. They pay us every month. hundred bucks a month. You guys are I awesome. All right, so we're going to move on. Mark, you put this article in, but I'm afraid to have you talk about it. No, so this is a, this is a, this is a knucklehead. Or what did I call him? Knucklehead it was a knucklehead bits. originally. A chuckle, a chucklehead. Chucklehead. So, chucklehead. So this is actually an article on the New York. It was on some paper that you needed to, to, to pay to look at, and I and I didn't, so I found the article that, talked about that article that has the somewhat hostile reaction. But there's this chucklehead who's the CEO of WeWork. Now, WeWork is a company that, if you don't know their business model, they essentially are they're a commercial real estate company that creates flexible work environments. So if you don't want a full-time office, you can rent a WeWork space for whatever a period of time you want. And the he, walls um, are made of glass. Right. You, you've, you've, heard of, you've heard of Rent-A-Cops? This is rent an office. Yep. So this, this chucklehead um, in an interview stated that the least engaged employees are very comfortable working from home. Well, those who are uberly engaged want to get back to the office. And he said those who are uberly engaged with the company. Now, first of all, if you call someone uberly engaged, you're a douchebag. So <laughs> so let's just get that right out. I automatically don't like the guy. I didn't fully scan the article. I haven't checked to see if he uses ask as a noun, but just because the expression uberly engaged, he's a douchebag. So those who are uberly engaged with the company want to go to the office two thirds of the time, at least those who are least engaged are very comfortable working from home. And then he said, those, those employees need to spend time together in office for collaboration and efficiency. So here's another statement. Bullshit. People are happier when they come to work, he remarked. The bigger issue is, do you come to work five days a week or do you come to work three days a week? That's the bigger issue. There's no issue of not coming to a common place. And as you might imagine, a lot of people disagree strongly with his perspective. I'm going to say I disagree um, with his perspective how, because I'm how very happy weird. working from home and this implies that I'm a slacker. <laughs> how weird the guy who runs a company that rents out offices says that only the most engaged people are, are interested in coming back to the office and that's bad hmm mm. do you think maybe he's biased think, i'm just I, you think maybe, i'm just spitballing yeah, here you think maybe he's trying to make employers think they need to return to the office quickly so that all those slackers can be monitored more closely Maybe he's trying to distract from the fact that since we've done this whole work from home force thing, employers have started to figure out that you can get a lot more hours out of an employee when they're not leaving their home. Hmm. Well, even and that might frighten his bottom line. 
even when the even if a company's not abusing employees by expecting them to work 24/7 because they're home anyway, the reality is I've been I've been mostly remote since 2009 and I've been remote since 2015 with Red Hat. I won the fucking chairman's award this year, which is the highest regular award someone at Red Hat can win. So maybe I'm the exam maybe I maybe I'm the example that I don't remember how to say the expression, but Exception, not the rule. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I can point to so many high-performing, clever people. I mean, Linux and open-source projects are worked on by people who never see each other. It's all done remotely. It's all done collaboratively over this internet thing. I mean, I miss seeing coworkers once a month in person because we would do social gatherings. Yeah. But and no, eat, I don't good miss food together. I don't miss commuting on a regular basis. I don't open office layouts are terrible. Oh, God, they are terrible. And that is essentially what a WeWork is, except it's in a very crowded little space. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you get your own little glass cubicle yeah. with all and, your other workers. Yeah. You get one glass cubicle that you cram all of your right. workers into. Exactly. And then, yep. <clears throat> even if you have the luxury of a cube. Some asshole either burns popcorn or cooks fish in the microwave at least once a week. I mean, (laughs) there's no reason to go back to the office as far as that's why I started bringing popcorn shrimp to the office. (laughs) Jason, you remember. You remember. I, oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I also remember being in places where the, the microwave was, you know, hundred feet down the hall and you still smelled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've looked at this a couple different ways. So like I, I, I was the guy who worked from home who never stopped working and put in, you know, 80, 90, hundred hours a week. And, Which is and bad, that worked okay. Yeah, it is bad. Um, I, eventually I got to the point where I, I basically burnt out without knowing I burnt out. Um, there's an awful lot of studies about how, working, you know, even 40 hours is too much. And, and the time that you take in between working, uh, where you're not concentrated on that actually generates better ideas than when you're sitting staring at the screen for, for eight hours a day. And I have found that that's actually fairly true in my life as well. So, you know, breaks throughout the day and, and not, not spending my entire time lifetime in front of the computer trying to figure out how to do the next best thing has actually helped me create the next best thing. So, you know, I disagree with a lot of these things that are coming out that are saying like people need to be in the office and they they spend all this time and you know, like there needs to be moderation. Do you need people in the office? My honest thought at this point is that yes, there are definitely uh, different occupations that require people to be in the office. Um, yes. Doctors are not as effective when they're working from home. <laughs> yeah, we found that out in the early part of the lockdown when all of our doctor <clears throat> yeah. visits became virtual. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, if, I think if for the most the part, they're not. you're the running the nuclear power plant, like literally loading the fuel rods and stuff, you need to go in every so often. Yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely like jobs that require, you, you know, you need to be there to do the job. IT? No. In a lot of cases, it, yeah. IT is a no. There, there are positions in the IT. Guys who, like, the guys who maintain data centers, yes. Yeah. But, but if, if here's the thing. 
when I was at Merck, even when I was in the office, there was a day, the clock, the clock passed the time, the calendar hit the day when we as Linux system administrators are not allowed anymore to go into the actual server room where the servers lived. We oh we could only access them over the web browser for ILO or SSH. At that point, there was literally no reason for me to be in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from that day forward. Yeah, we well we, we sort of hit that when at the college they moved us off campus, right? So when Jason, when you worked there, when we were together there, um, and up until like 2017 or 2018, the data center was literally across the hall from the office that we worked in. Uh, the 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 dank, dingy, smelly office that we worked in. Um, eventually, they moved us off campus, about probably only 10 to 15 minutes away from campus by car. You could even walk there in about 20 minutes. But all of a sudden, I found that the thing that I thought I needed to be directly, that needed to be directly accessible because I spent so much time in the data center, uh, turned out I didn't really need to. I just had to take that little little extra step to configure the remote console app on my machine. And all of a sudden it was just like I was there and the trips to the data center became once in a while. I think the one thing that I've, I've sort of taken out of this whole year work from home thing is that there's an awful lot of companies that want people in the office to justify the amount of money they pay for the office. Yeah, sure. And that's it. I, I, the collaboration is still there. The, 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 you know, the work product is still there. Like, there's no reason for you to be there. And I I'm can do this go, stuff from home. I'm going to go as far. Uh, Nate and I work for a great manager. In fact, every manager I've had at Red Hat's been great. Um, but there are bad managers who, you know, their whole thing is when you're in the office together, they, they want to stand there and look over their fiefdom and justify their existence that way. Yeah. But there's probably a lot of management layer types who realize, holy crap, I'm actually moderately useless. And they're not doing things like coaching people and really and providing the type of leadership that people need. People can just ignore them. And those are the, those are the types. I, those are the manager types, I think, who really want everybody back in an office because then they can stand there with their arms crossed and nod their head and say, row slaves, row. Yeah. You know? And, and, and Aronomi in the, in the comments here is, is exactly right. There are people who like being in the office. Okay, cool. Go to the office. Have fun. Yeah. There yeah. Are people right. who like being Absolutely. home. Okay, cool. Some, like I mean, people, people are different. I, when, when I was considering the move from higher ed to red hat and I realized I was going to be moving from, a four day work, four day in the office work week, one day remote to 100% remote. I did quite a bit of looking into like, what's that transition feel like? Because I felt like having that one day at home made me sort of ready for it. But there's a lot of people that say, no, I switched to a remote work job and hated it. I couldn't take it. I wasn't productive enough, or I wasn't this, or I wasn't that, or I can't stand being with my spouse, you know, like whatever, right? There's too many things going on at home that I just can't do that from home. And they need to be in an office where either they're better supervised or they have, uh, you know, coworkers to mingle with or whatever, or a water cooler to stand around. You know, some people just need that. Some people need the social aspect of work in in order to be productive. And being over a screen, as a lot of us have figured out, since the beginning of 2020 isn't quite the same, 
right? So even us 100% remote workers at Red Hat still have these social events that Mark was just referring to. And I miss the hell out yeah, of them. Where and we, I'm going to hug... I'm going to hug the shit out of everybody the next time I'm in the New York where we, office. Where we get together to see these people face to face and have a good time, have some beer together, have a good lunch together, hang out around the campfire, or not campfire, but the, the wood stove at that freaking awesome place in Lumberville that you guys found. They do have an outside fire pit. That would the be even better. We got to use that next time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, some people need a lot of that social interaction. Some people not so much. It happens that Red Hat being a software company, maybe a lot of us just don't need it as much because that's the sort of people that work for Red Hat. I don't know. But um, Are you saying you guys are introverted? No. What are you talking about? Okay. Just curious. <laughs> I, but I, I will say I do miss the in-person stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but the thing was, it was in-person events on my terms. Yeah. Like all those things that Nate and I are talking about are optional. So if there was one month where I'm like, I really don't want to feel like the machinations of getting to New York City this month, or I really, uh, you know, I've got a scouting event. I really don't want to go to the Philly to Philly and then have to get back in time to meet. I, no blood, no foul. I don't have to go. Yeah. I'll just go next month. And it was like Philly and New York, you know, so it was really two events per month, the Philly area meetup. And then the New York City, the the users group there. Yeah. And that's it. And then, you know, about once every month or two, I travel for a customer. So I was traveling a cup, you know, I was traveling two to three times a month. And the rest of the time I was in my home office. And that was great. I love that. Yeah, I don't I don't miss being in the office because I like working in the office. I miss being in the office to see other people occasionally. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly yeah, what these social exactly. meetings are meant to be about. Right. So, but this, this nonsense, because honestly, even before the pandemic, even, uh, you know, I keep bringing Merck up. Uh, before I went remote, we still had a distributed team. My manager was in Canada before Merck introduced the idea of Flexorg. So I was managed from Canada. I saw her once a year. Certain certain people on my team were in White House Station. Certain people were in West Point, Pennsylvania. And yeah, did you know there's a West Point in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Um. And and we saw each other kind of rarely, actually. So even when you're on site, not everybody's always on, on the same site or working in person. So anyway, I think we've beaten that pretty well to death. Should we, should we move on? <laughs> okay. All right. So the next article is from ZDNet. Uh, and this is actually from the end of April, but I included it because the next article references, references it. So this is more or less backstory. Uh, there's a company called, I think it's pronounced Code Cove. And I pronounced it Code and then some random syllable. Code, I you you call it Code Dev. Right, which, I like code dev, which includes a V, and that sounds, was the joke. Um, <laughs> code code sound like it kind of it stumbles out of my mouth. Yeah. Code code. So um, I don't know. Did you guys get a better understanding of what these people do? Because I thought they were a code analysis I, company. I, I, Jason, you 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 were saying something about reports that they've. Yeah, it, it's a code coverage solution. So code they're they're solution. taking their that means neither do code I. coverage would <laughs> be. Uh, there, right? <laughs> it, it it's basically if I'm uh, there may be more to it now these days, but 
code coverage was always I've written a bunch of unit tests. How much of the code does that cover? Oh, okay. so it's 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 basically a percentage of your code that's covered by your unit testing. Oh, well. so code cove might be code cove, like code coverage. Could be code cove. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they offer code code dev code coverage and software testing tools, right? And they have this tool called Bash Uploader, which I presume is meant to upload things from Bash via Bash via Bash, right? Uh, that tool was apparently um, hijacked hijacked and modified by attackers. We'll call it hijacked. We're, tampered with. Yeah, tampered with. We, we sort of, through our own conjecture, imagined that it was modified to upload more than just these yeah. uh, coverage reports, right? From the article specifically, an unknown attacker, because it's always an unknown attack, must be Russia, was able to exploit an error in code dev's DACA code administration code. process. No, they're code dev now. I've renamed them. Okay. <laughs> the code dev bash uploader script. Right. Because code cove is stupid. Right. Well, see, what they don't outline is what they modified it to do, right? Uh, we but, think they up we updated we think they updated it to find all the porn on people's computers and upload it. Maybe that's thing. what it did, but I don't think that that would affect the next article. Maybe it would. Maybe no. there's something we don't know about rapid. No, stuff. what we think they did is we think they modified it to act to upload the actual source code of the projects that people were working on because the script explores the script basically explores all your CI branches and whatnot. Right. So it knows where your source code is. Right. So, you know, our, our conjecture is that they've modified it to upload the code to a third party, not to CodeCov, Cove, Dev, whatever you want to call them, but to the attacker, right? So this means that the code that you're reviewing has now been basically shared with a third party that you didn't want to share it with, which means in some cases, in the case where you're not dealing with open source software, your intellectual property has been given to somebody else. Man. Enter no the- open source. Enter the oh, it's, and uh, what was it? They they had a number here about how many people they think were potentially using. Yeah, they're just there was a number. Aaron, no, here I mean, they're about, they're code dev. That we've renamed them, so this is a moot point that you're making in chat. They're yes. code dev. So oh. allegedly between this, so this happened between January 31st. This is according to Code Cove themselves. Between January 31st Aaron, and April 1st, there were there were 108 <laughs> windows of time. Uh, where the malicious bash uploader was affected. So, wow. What a, I love that phrase, by I, the way. Malicious bash <clears throat> uploader. Malicious bash uploader. That sounds, I'm desperately, that sounds, I, that sounds I, sinister. I, I, I'm desperately not <laughs> trying not to say negative things about them. Their bash uploader was a was a dumpster fire, and, and they <laughs> fucked up. I, I just... I, I'm not sure how else to put this. Like... Yeah. I'm looking at what the, their their uploader script was a curl command according to this. What? What's wrong with curl? It's perfectly secure. As long as you don't and, use the dash k option, right? Did they use the dash k? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so it it um it basically uploaded your environment variables and potentially other stuff to a bunch of IP addresses. They have the IP addresses, they list them what they are. Not that that's going to help you. But good they're, luck. Because they're probably just on AWS or something. Yeah, they're, they're all over the place. So the number, um, the number I was looking for was hundreds. Yeah. The breach has impacted hundreds of clients, according to new information surrounding the incident. So that's what this article says. And that leads 
to our next article, which comes from the record. Um, Rapid7 was one of those customers. This, this, I think this just came out today. I saw it on Twitter today, like while I was preparing for the show tonight. Um, and I don't see a date on this article. Where's the date? Is there a date? May 13th, 2021. That's today, right? I think that's today. That's totally today. Uh, Windows tells me that's today. 13. So does Fedora. Uh, oh, good. Then we have consensus. What does Mac tell you? Is, is today the 13th? Well, my iPhone says it's the 13th. Does that count? Yeah, I was yeah, talking this, to Jason is, since he's on It the is other. the 13th, yes. Look at that. We have all operating systems. All we need is someone with OS2 Warp or something. <laughs> I've tried to run Warp. And I, I have it over there. Successful. I mean, look. Well, can I you got, turn it on and ask it what hardware. day it is? We need more data. I have to, <laughs> I have to install it first. Well, get on that. Okay. Uh, so anyway... Uh, so apparently Rapid7 produces a product called MDR, uh, Managed Detection and Response Service. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they use code, code dev, code, code to co is, is what oh. we see in, in yeah. chat and, and code cove, code cov, code whatever. Um, just, just replace it with code your cove. mom. <laughs> Your mom. Okay. Code codpiece, man. It's code codpiece. Uh, apparently, they apparently Rabbit Seven uses this tool at least with with uh, MDR, and uh, that code has been basically affected by this this breach or not breach, but this uh, breach attack breach. So, yeah. and, um, and, and despite despite what Code Cove is saying or Code Cove is saying, Rapid Seven is saying attackers access the source code as a result. So yeah. the answer is whatever this change was sent source code to that remote address period. Yeah. Mm. Because I, I don't think that companies are willing to admit that their source code has been accessed unless it's true. I, I'm not sure I understand why they would admit to that. I mean, we, admit, we admit it all the time. We give it away. You can just have our source yeah, code. Yeah, people I, access our, I, people are accessing I, our source code right now through FTP, open FTP <laughs> through FTP. <laughs> anyway, I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> then I win. You win. All right. Yeah. If 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 you can get Jason to not have any response, then. <laughs> Then you win. I, I kind of want to say something about blah, blah, blah as a service, blah, 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 blah. But I don't I don't have a coherent thought around it anymore. It's, it's really just just the same rhetoric. But it sounds from, like it's shitty. Ba- it's the shitty bash script. That yeah. was the problem. Yeah. Or the bug with the DACA container. DACA. Now, if only they were running some sort of a container scanner such as Stackrocks, that would have validated. Well, no, that wouldn't have helped. I don't know. That's a security suite, isn't it? You would have thought, like, I don't know. I don't know how that would catch it because if it's building it, if it's building the container with the with the with the flawed thing, I just have to believe there's a way it could like check some and realize that something was awry. Well, none. I mean, if the I, tool I itself is the thing that's been modified, why would it? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Arrested development for the win. There's money in the banana stand. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Okay, then. So we, money in the no. Stand. We, 
I like I like Aranami. We're we're having some fun. This via is good. Chat. This is good. I hope you join us for more live shows, Aranami. This is fun. <laughs> all right, and that's all the news we had for tonight. Unless you guys are like sneaking in more uh, more articles. I've that I don't know snuck about. in nothing. That's that's probably good. Nothing. Probably good because it's already nine thirty. And we've been recording for two and a half hours. This is easily a two-hour show, guys. Well, easily. we had it. Yeah, our break was way too long. It wasn't twenty-four minutes. I'm sure. <laughs> it was pretty long, dude. <laughs> Listen, I saying. had to find the soundbite. I had to. Whatever, man. Whatever. But I can't. I couldn't put it on the thing. I so. must. I almost had to start playing the the uh, the EDM versions of various songs again. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah the hell is that that was crickets. Sort of cricket crickets they certain sounded like crickets that were in pain Yay. <laughs> i don't get enough use of the soundboard i figured i may as well tonight even if it's just random crap right all right so uh show's over guys <laughs> all right so you're gonna do the you're gonna do all the stuff you say when we're leaving and i make fun of what do you, us not being on myspace what do you think i'm about to do we're not on myspace yet no, we're not. Nor live journal. No, not live journal. All right. So, folks, thank you if you watched live and you stayed for this entire randomness that was the show tonight. Uh, if you missed the live show and you'd like to watch the randomness that was the show tonight, uh, you can check us out on YouTube or Twitch. Just look for Iron Sysadmin Podcast. You can also follow us on the socials. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. And that's all of them because I don't see any reason to put a podcast on Instagram. Um, the gram. What about TikTok? TikTok. The gram. Yeah, we can release the show in one minute increments on TikTok. That would be fetch. I don't think we'd have enough minutes <laughs> between I, shows to get the whole thing out. I don't think you're trying hard <laughs> enough. Oh, now the Wellerman comes. Yeah, we, and we, then we, we could do we could sing. do the Wellerman version of the Iron Sysad. Oh, totally. That would fit perfect. I hear that's a trending thing now on TikTok. Or, or it we, was like 27 it, minutes it, ago. It, yeah, it's not trending anymore, but it's yeah. still pretty awesome. 27 minutes ago. Yeah, well, that's how fast things die off on TikTok. Uh, because nobody has an attention span long enough to sit through longer than a one-minute video, apparently. Um Right, so there was something I was saying. Oh, on TikTok. I was gonna be singing Disney songs. I was gonna say that I you like can AO's you can join our comment. Discord community, uh, and Discord. you can and you can make fun of how I say Discord, because that's, you why can I not get there? Disney? Discord. I need a bigger soundboard button. Bigger button. More buttons, because I have two pages of buttons now, and things like the creepy organ Where and Marvin was... are on page two, and so Discord. is Discord. So it's a problem. What you need is a, a single button that has an AI behind it. That knows that automatically what I identifies do. based on the conversation what you want to play. What to play. And now I'm going to take two right. little tin cups and attach them to my headphones so that I can cry tears into them <laughs> and serve them up to you. <laughs> anyway, there's a link to our Discord community either I on ironsysadmin.com or in the show word. notes for today's show. Uh, if you guys want to support the show via Patreon, you can find us on Patreon, of course, Iron Sysadmin Podcast. You can buy merch on Teespring. Merch! But nobody merch. does, so you should merch. go do that. Go go buy merch, merch because merch. We, merch. we need merch. more Iron Sysadmin swag in the world. So go go get some. 
It's awesome. Yeah, we don't care if you listen to the show. Just wear the just, shirt. Just right? wear the shirt. I care if you listen. Wear the damn shirt. I heart all of our listeners. Wear the shirt. The anyway. shirt would be good. Or the thong. Wear the thong. There's no thong. There could be a thong. If, if there's interest yes. in an iron scissor in thong. There's interest. If you, if, you build, if you make the thong, they will wear it. <laughs> all right, guys. I think this has gone way off the deep end. And I think I should just find, <clears throat> find the, the ending transition screen. Uh, any final words that don't involve thongs? No. Oh, 404 not found. The internet sucks. And it's named after Buffalo, who are kind of cool, chill, big creatures. No, I was reading uh, about code dev, and it, and it said DACA. Code oh, okay. dev's DACA image creation process. It's Code Cove, isn't code it? Code Cove. Code Cove, yeah. What did I call it? Code dev. Code dev? Whatever. Close enough. <laughs> there were some letters that were similar. <laughs> code? They say code? And then there's three more letters? It's totally the same thing. And one of them had a V in it, okay? One of them had a V in it. Why are we not live? This is gold.